You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. From the wild woods of Richfield, welcome to the Soda Pod. State of Hoppy here, Isha, not shockingly late, uh, but thanks for joining us whenever and wherever you are listening. Uh, Isha, again, doesn't know how to manage his calendar and will be joining us a little bit late here today, but he has actually promised that when he shows up, he's going to shotgun a beer to make up for it, so we're all good there. Uh, but quick rundown for the show, we're going to start off with hoppy hour per usual and right away we're going to bring in guests from our friends over at on the pond and then at the end we'll get into a little bit of nhl and wild news if we have time and just run down the poll questions again for this week but again we'll be bringing in on the pond on the other side here first i'd like to propose a toast to umd goaltender alex stalock to stalock to stalock I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. You're all hopped out? All right, with us here, Sammy from On The Pond. It's nice to have you back since our last bout here with that draft party we hosted. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's great to be back. I think uh, we got Eichstead joining too any second. Uh, so if you see a guy try to join and gets kicked out a few times, that's because he doesn't know what yeah, a little bit like you were doing there for the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. You guys got this stream thing. This is uh, uh, this is way more advanced than the stuff we do. Hey, man, we try and keep it as simple as possible, but uh, <laughs> he'll get through it. We trust him. Oh yeah. But tell me what what are you drinking on your end tonight? Mm, just having one casual, but it's a uh, gin and tonic. Ooh, there we go. Oh, Don't yeah. mind that at all. No, it's uh, it's pretty tasty. I believe it. I, I went the refreshing route as well, and this is the only time I can really do this because, well, Isha's a little preppy with his beer, but uh, we're going to the Bush Latte. Oh, that's huge. I, oh, yes. I Got to do it. For that. I, <laughs> that's huge. So Minnesota move right there. Hey, you know what? It got done with the workout, need a little refreshment, nothing better than this. And I mean, to be honest, I'm a little worried here. Oh yeah. Nope. That that's real cold. Ooh. Uh, I will be busting out another beer once Isha joins us. Um, but really, if you're going for the light beer, nothing better than nice, cool, refreshing bush latte. I can kind of dive in and precurse some of the topics that we're going to get into here later with the NHL talk. Uh, certainly if anyone wants to chime in on the comments, um, but the, the biggest pieces of information that we have here, first and foremost, uh, very, very sad to see that Doc Emmerich is stepping away from the game. I don't think anyone has anything bad to say about him. Here we go. Well, let, let's get Sammy's opinion on this too. I was just hitting on something for later. Doc Emmerich, what can you so, say? Doc, uh, one of the best voices ever throughout all the sports. Uh, so kind of shocked to see him go down. But, uh, you know, good for him picking 
to retire going out on top, you know, but uh, he'll definitely be missed throughout uh, video games and throughout NHL broadcasts for sure. God, wouldn't that be great if he stayed in for the video games and then just stepped away from actual game calling? I was going to say, they better just leave his voice in there because, you know, make sure we don't add too much Pierre Maguire and uh, leave enough Doc Emmerich. I know. Arizona couldn't do us a solid and just hire him as a GM so we don't have to deal with him anymore. It's kind of selfish. I know, I know. But good for Arizona, too. We had uh, we had Phil Housley on our pod, you know, their assistant coach, and uh, I don't want Pierre and Phil together. I wouldn't want to do that to Phil. So <laughs> No, but, uh, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> sorry, sorry that you lost me there. I accidentally clicked answer, but that was Ikestead trying to figure out how to get in. And I'm, <laughs> I'm on this thing. Is he going to be joining? <laughs> yeah, he, he's trying to. I told him to just click the link, type in display name, and hit enter. I don't know. He said he had to type his email in, but he says he's coming. Okay. Well, yeah, he definitely doesn't need his email, but, hey, he'll get with us eventually. But I want to kick it off here, Sammy. Actually, I know last episode you jumped in and we're chiming in in the chat. We got to talk some hunting here before Isha gets on and ruins it for us. <laughs> Have you, uh, have you been out? I'm a big deer hunter. I like to go deer hunting. See, I'm a deer hunter and I'm, I'm trying to start getting into the archery game, but I I really haven't. I just didn't grow up on it. So I actually just got, uh, my sister's boyfriend just like started learning and I'm going to probably do the same for next year, but I'm going to wait. Like I said, on the last stream, I don't get to go until the second weekend of opener because my buddy's getting married. Uh, wow what a terrible buddy yeah i know not not a great buddy but you know what well we'll get through it we'll survive uh hopefully they don't all get shot before us but no by deer pheasant and we actually tried out grouse for the first time this year and not only did we not see a single bird or shoot anything i think my dog came out with like i shit you not minimum 50 ticks on her oh i bet it was pretty brutal Grouse hunting's pretty fun though too. Obviously, uh, it's good to get a bird, but just being out in the woods with the shotgun, walking around, is almost the key of it. Uh, also, uh, if you're ever looking to buy a bow, like you might be, I'm gonna recommend uh, Archery Country in Saint Cloud. Yeah. Uh, my boy Kyle Fell there, probably smartest guy you'll meet in archery. He sells bows there. If you uh, if you're looking, he'll hook you up. Tell you what, no, take hey, care of you. I'll I'll definitely hit you up before I do so. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to ask, because I know some people don't. Do you carry Lefty? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They carry all kinds of stuff. Lefty, whatever brand you want. Um, obviously, they got high-end stuff. They got middle-of-the-road stuff. But best part about Kyle Fell and uh, Archie Country, I know they'll treat you right and give you the best bang for your buck. No, hey, beautiful slipping of an ad there. I love it. Keep everyone yeah, happy. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Just try, to, just try to pump tires when we can over here at On the Pond, you know. Maybe, maybe we'll get a, maybe we'll get a discount next time we go in there. Hey, if they give me a discount, I'll stroke them off on the next episode. That's no problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bet, I bet he, I bet he could, we could, uh, we could line it up, you know, and I know you'll be satisfied. That's the biggest thing. Hey, we'll figure it out. So where, where are you go hunting then? Uh, so I got a couple of private chunks down here by St. Cloud that I can hunt on. So I've hunted them pretty hard, but then, uh, Hunt way up north by the Canadian border, about uh, five minutes from it. So we actually got a bunch of elk on the land we hunt up north. So you see elk all the time as well. Dang, that's so weird to me. Like, 
elk in Minnesota just doesn't make any sense to me. And again, I hunt down south, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely different, but uh, they're cool. They're big animals. So, uh, you know, it's something, I guess, I've seen them a bunch now. So it's almost, it's good and bad, you know. You'd rather see a deer when it's cold out, but uh, yeah. at least something to look at, something pretty big. And my dad and brother actually just saw a massive bull elk up there during a youth hunt, six by six with the drop tying up, stood up Ooh. about 40 yards from them. Dang, that's nice. Yeah. No, it's funny, I... I don't remember when it was, but recently here, one of my buddies was looking at tags for this year and he said that it's like, doesn't cost anything to get an elk tag in Minnesota because like, there's just not that many of them. Yeah. I don't know if it costs much, but you know, it's still a lottery. So you got to be lucky not be drawn. Um, and I guess, uh, I, I, for some reason, haven't even applied to that, which makes no sense, you know, especially <laughs> since I see them all the time, but, uh, I'm not very lucky, but I might as well start throwing my name in the hat. Seriously, might as well. I don't know if it's like deer, like for us, when we do antlerless lotteries down South, like it's pretty much on repeat. Like, you know, that one every three years you're going to get it. It just kind of rotates through who, who all registers. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Uh, yeah, up north, I guess we get a buck and a doe tag. You know, you can only shoot one buck, but you could get a bonus for a doe. Dang. Yeah, I wish we could do that. Maybe I'll just have to come up and hunt with you instead. Yeah, yeah, come up north, get the real experience, come see some high school hockey rinks with the little character. Oh, buddy, I've seen the rinks up there. It's pretty fun. I actually, uh, so when I was a Bantam, we went up for a tournament in War Road, and uh, that was at the time that TJ Oshi was playing in high school. He actually yeah. got benched halfway through the second period because he'd already scored four goals when we were sitting and watching one of their games um wow yeah benched throughout uh obviously war road warrior now a uh, stanley cup champ but uh my dad used to ref him quite a bit it's pretty wild seeing that good of a player in a small town yeah no shit well um, you do some refing yourself correct yeah i do uh, i do ref and i ref high school juniors and college hockey and uh so, uh, yeah, I'm usually on the road throughout the winter and some rank or around some pretty good players. So, it, you know, it kind of adds for some good stories, too. Uh, this year we'll uh, um, we'll bring up some more of those on the pond. Uh, Ike Stud's texting me here saying there's no way for me to join the link that you sent. I sent them, um, <laughs> I sent them the exact link you sent me. Is there anything I got to do other than copy it? No, man, you literally just got to copy it and you can pull it from your browser right now. It's the same link. Just send it to him. All he's got to do is click it, type in a name and hit enter. And he's in. See, that's what we want. We want him in. He's a, he's our guy who played pro hockey last year. He's a Bemidji guy. You would like him. Oh, no. Um, I, so. Trust me. I looked into his background, man. He, uh, he's got quite the yeah. <laughs> experience going all around the leagues. He's yeah, honestly, yeah, like no, suitcase he, is putting it lightly, I think. Yeah, he's played in the null and then in uh, USHL, won a Clark Cup, you know, and then uh, obviously first year pro last year, but played at Bemidji State. Do you, uh, do you want me to try to get out and get him in? I mean, if you can, we can come back. I mean, I think he's worth getting. If you can I think he's worth out. getting, man. I, I'm not sure what you jumping out is going to do to get him, but hey. Well, I can I can at least call him and say what's going on, you know. Yeah. Hop out quick, so, give him a call, see if we can get him back in. Yeah, yeah, otherwise I'll be right back. So uh, keep the people happy, eh? At least oh, yeah, we got him. All right, perfect. Thanks. Yeah, and who Sammy's talking about there, Dylan Eichstadt, 
guy's been all over the place, played a couple of different teams in the NA, then bumped up and uh, actually did pretty well for himself with Sioux Falls of the USHL and uh, carved out a great career there with Bemidji State, played all four years, ended up being a captain. And like uh, Sammy was mentioning there, he actually played overseas in the UK. So it'd be really interesting to get him on here, get a little perspective on, uh, I guess, what that's even all about. Only times I've really heard anything about UK hockey was Biz Nasty playing over there for a bit, but his stories are a little bit different than everyone else's. So it'd be interesting to actually get a glimpse into a day in the life. But uh, hopefully we'll have them back here in just a second. I'm actually curious to pick Sammy's brain a little bit on what it's like refing at all those levels. But uh, you know, once we have them in and get Ishan board, uh, it's going to be fun to actually chat a little bit about some high school hockey here as well. Um, he yeah, said, what's, what's he the said, update? He said that link worked is the same link I sent him, so he must be seconds from joining us. <laughs> but we'll see. Well, yeah. hey, I, I gave a quick rundown of uh, everyone that Ike's played, you know, NA up through uh, Coventry. If you want to stroke him off real quick before he jumps on, floor is yours. Yeah, well, you know, I don't like pump his tires too much, but uh. Him and I, actually, we lived together at Bemidji State. Uh, he's a blue-collar Section 8 guy, uh, you know, and he ended up playing for his hometown, Bemidji State Beavers, and wore the C his senior year, wore the A his junior year. Um, honestly, strengths of his game, he's a great skater, great awareness, and can play both ends of the ice. So uh, his biggest strength, though, without a question, is skating. And... Uh, no big deal. Guy used to be a first-round USHL draft pick, then went on to win a Clark Cup. How are you? How are you? Indeed. Oh, we'll see. He sounds like he can definitely do a lot of things on the ice. Just not too tech-savvy if he's still not here with us. <laughs> he still is not in the waiting room? No. <laughs> this guy drives me nuts right now. This is classic <laughs> Ike, so it's always, it's always trying to get him to the right spots. But uh, he's entertaining, and he's fun to have around, so... I don't know. He said this link works. I said, well, then get on. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure he's trying to figure out his AirPods or something. No, I, that's about the most city thing he does is he has a pair of AirPods. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do you want to talk about? Should we talk hockey? Should we talk? What do you think? Yeah, man. And we got we got some stuff we'll get into here shortly. I guess while well, it's just you and me, let's get into refing a little bit. Like you said, some stories have to come with that. Like whether it's you someone else you've reffed with, anything you've heard, like what's the most ridiculous shit you've ever heard a player, a coach, fuck, a parent or a spectator say to refs? Like I've heard some ridiculous shit when I was behind the bench coaching some youth hockey. It's, I can't imagine what it's like at higher levels. Yeah, I mean, you hear a lot of different things. Uh, honestly, in the ref world, my opinion, youth hockey coaches are the worst. I mean, they are. Put away. And it's uh, it's crazy. It's actually sad because that should be opposite, you know, especially you're trying to uh, mold young players into being good humans, good adults. So you're supposed to lead by example. But, you know, and I'm not saying they're all bad, but I'm saying that's where a lot of the crazy stories come from is youth hockey more than anything. But uh, I guess uh, one time at a youth hockey tournament as a Bantam tourney up north, uh, I had this coach literally hop over the boards after the first period yelling at me and ran across the ice like 
didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. Cause what are you going to tell him? Like, I, you know, if you want to be a good official, you're better off not saying anything back. Don't look like the idiot. Right. I mean, it's right. kind of like they say, be the bigger man, be the bigger person. Like, and some guys struggle with that. They got thin skin. And, but at the end of the day, you look back and you kind of laugh at it. I mean, some, some grown adult hopped over the boards to yell at you over a youth hockey game. I mean, I mean, that's where you look at yourself now and go, just thank God youth hockey doesn't mean that much to me. Hey, man, that's where, like, there's some great aspects to youth hockey in Minnesota. Like, it obviously doesn't even compare to anywhere else in the country, but that, that's some of the negative that comes with it, too. And it looks like we got Ike here. Let's bring him in. Oh. What's going on, boys? Here he is. Here he is. <laughs> We've been, they've been. Took me a while days. there, but I uh, was able to figure it out. I think it was on Sam. He sent the brutal link or the wrong link, but glad uh, to be here. Yeah. No, uh, great to have you. And Sammy was talking some shit. He was saying how, like, lived with you at Bemidji and, like, you barely held your bag playing there. I, <laughs> tell me about your time at Bemidji State, I guess. Yeah, um, it was it was good. Yeah, like like Sam said, I or we lived together my senior year. Um, you know, I got to know this little piss ant here, um, just freaking ripping around. But uh, no, he's actually a great roommate. Um, Bemidji State was good. I don't know. We we didn't have as much success as I wish we would have. Obviously, wish we would have been able to go to a you know national tournament, things like that. But at the end of the day, it was good. Enjoyed it. Made a lot of friends and, uh, you know, propelled me into the next stage of my life. So, No, and and totally joking. Sammy was actually stroking you off pretty good before you jumped on. Um, talk to me, <laughs> though, guys. Did, so did you meet at Bemidji State? Did you know each other going in? Uh, I think we always kind of – I always knew who Ike's was, but uh, I knew some of the other freshman boys of his class and then kind of got to know him and – Obviously, being a section aider is as corny and weird as a guy can be at times. You still got to throw him a bone. So, you know, I tried to take him under my wing and at least tell him I didn't care if they got swept by Mankato and still hang out with him on Sunday afternoons watching football, you know. You're a good guy. You're a good guy, Sammy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad somebody thinks that. No, actually, it's, it's, it's like he was saying, man. I said, I will pump Ike's tires as long as he's not on here with me. So I already pumped all your tires, so don't expect it now. But don't worry, I let the people know about the Clark Cup Championship in the first round of USHL. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, here's, those here's about your the chance, only two to take your swings back at No, I got nothing to say. Um, you know, Sam, Sam actually, he, he was one of the, probably the best roommate I ever had. I got a lot of free labor out of that guy at my house, um, that he lived with me at. So I, uh, I probably owe the guy if anything. So, oh yeah, he owes me. Oh yeah. Hey, at least he knows it. <laughs> like, tell me, like, I haven't heard shit about what it's like to play in the UK. Like what? What is that world all about? Yeah, honestly, it was it was awesome. I didn't I didn't know what I was getting into really. Um, I knew I wanted to go overseas and um, play over there. Uh, I didn't really have a ton of interest in the coast. I, I just heard a lot of guys, 
you know, they get washed up and, you know, whether it be road trips, injuries, they just get sick of it. Um, so I wanted to go overseas and at least, you know, if I'm going to get paid like a minor league hockey player, at least be able to travel and, uh, you know, see the world, things like that. So it ended up being a great experience, you know, hockey over there. It's, it's not big, but the, the small group of people that they do have that love the game. I mean, they love it passionate, more passionate than any, any fans I've ever had in anywhere I've ever been. Um, it's like, you know, football over there. It's just insane. Hockey's like the same way, just scaled down about a thousand percent, you know? So, yeah. um, from an experience standpoint, it was awesome. It, uh, it was a good league. There was actually, I, I, I was impressed with the level of skill. Um, it was kind of older. There were some fair amount of older guys, but, uh, a lot of a lot of good players, a lot of skill. I mean, a lot of guys with NHL games, a lot of American League game guys. So yeah, it was good. Did you go to any football matches while you're out there? Translated to uh, Minnesota, that's soccer. I don't think you can hear us. He's wondering <laughs> if you went to any soccer games or football games, whatever. He definitely Wait. can't hear us. Ikes, unmute yourself. Jeez, I told you this. Guys, media is not as strong soon. <laughs> um, Holy shit. Well, we're waiting for him to get back in here with us, Sammy. You guys were talking on your podcast here. I was listening earlier today. Anyone that hasn't checked it out, again, on the pond, listen to their interview with Nick Oliver today. It was actually an awesome interview to listen to, man. Um, one thing I want to talk about, though, because we've heard discussion about this for the NHL, too, but that NCHC bubble that you guys got into. I mean. Shed some light on that for the people that haven't listened to your pod yet. Well, you know, it, it, talking with Nick Oliver, just to give background a little bit too, like you said, St. Cloud State assistant coach. I uh, used to play for him, for them. Former uh, Rosal Ram won a state championship with the Rams last uh, Section 8 team to win a state championship in AA. Um, but, uh, no, he's, a, like I said, coaching in St. Cloud State now. So we talked to him about the NCHC bubble he said it's going to be in omaha it's supposed to be like 10 games in 20 days the guys are pretty fired up they're going to try to pump out almost like half the season 20 games they're going to be staying there they're going to be quarantined a bit but uh hopefully for the kids sake and for the coaches sake they get these games and you know and they stay happy and healthy in omaha oh for sure ike can you hear us now yeah, sorry there, boys. There I must have, been, must have been talking too much or what? What happened there? <laughs> Broke my mic. <laughs> no, it's those fancy AirPods you got there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I always tell Sam. I always give Sam shit. This is what uh, what pro money looks like. But let's be honest, there's there's none of that. So it looks it actually more your pro money looks like that gray shirt, <laughs> off brand and faded. <laughs> right. No, this actually, Sam, you'll be pissed off. Little Shattuck St. Mary's from oh, the year uh, the summer I worked there at the camp. They threw me a shirt. You know, I'm I'm all about free merch. So hey, can you tell the people though how you worked there? Weren't you filling up waters? You're like taping sticks, or what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny Sam. Funny. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. They just have a, a week long camp. It was all ages of kids, squirts, peewees, bams. I think, and I uh, pretty good pretty good friends and and probably the coach that I, I 
closest with, I would say, over the years, Christian Bragnell. He was our Sioux Falls assistant. He ended up taking a job there. And um, so he invited me down for the week, stayed with, stayed at his place and uh, worked the camp with him or whatever. So it was good. It was fun. Nice. And what I was trying to ask you before we uh, lost all contact, uh, did you go to any soccer, football, whatever they want to call it, matches out there? Yeah, I was able to make it to a one football football match, they call it. Um, God, I can't even remember the teams who who played. I should be. One was Man City. One, the away team was Man City, and then Aston Villa, I think. Nice. And um, I mean, how did it compare to like what you had heard about going to matches out there? Yeah, I mean, it was. I. I mean, I didn't have. I. I wasn't too plugged into the. You know, the uh, Premier League out there, but um, they said it was crazy, and it, it definitely lived up to expectation. Um. The place was juiced. Aston Villa was the home team, but they were terrible. Man City was one of the best teams in the league, so they came in and pumped them about, I think it was 7-1, you know, and it started to, fans started to filter out a little bit, but, I mean, it was still pretty packed, and then at the end of the game, um, Aston Villa got a penalty kick and broke the shutout, and the whole place just went bananas, and it was our, it was 7-1, I mean, you know. Like the game was over 50 minutes ago, but they just went, they just went nuts for a goal. So it was pretty cool. And I mean, anything at all, like the scoundrels that you saw, I don't know. Have you seen green street hooligans? Yeah, no, it wasn't. Well, so over there, they separate fans. Like there's one small section, I mean, relative to the building um, of like away team fans. Okay. And then everyone else, you actually, to buy tickets, you have to register your name at that club. And so we had to register as Aston Villa fans in order to buy tickets. So you can't just, it's not like, you know, you just buy a ticket randomly wherever, you know, in the stadium. You can only sit in specific areas, right? So, um, but yeah, in between each section of the away team section, there was a line of, of uh, cops or policemen with, um, you know, the, the battering rams and the big shields that uh, split in between the two the two sections of fans. It was pretty crazy. Are you talking about the soccer match or Minneapolis? <laughs> <laughs> God, Sam. Easy, buddy. Easy. Maybe let it sink in a little bit. Uh. Oh, shit. Well, I think Isha's going to be joining us here in just a minute, but I mean, let's just dive into it. I mean, you keep on bringing up the Section 8ers. Like, just talk about what it's like to play hockey, you know, up north, come from that line of hockey. And I mean, like you said, Sammy, like some of the guys that have represented in the state tournament, it's just a different world for you guys up there. Like, this is, doesn't the whole town basically clear out to come down to the axe? I mean, I can't really speak on being a player. I didn't play the whole way through. I just can talk about being a player. Um, he comes from almost section eight, like B, if we have to label him. But uh, I mean, uh, the section eight mentality, I'll let him speak on being a player next because I can't. <laughs> but uh, I think mentality itself, like you just said, it's, uh, you know, it's community based no matter where you are. Uh, there's a few teams closer to uh, the cities. We don't really count them, but they're in it. A shout out STMA. They made it state the one year fluke. Um, but uh, 
But, uh, you know, it's a mentality. It's where people plan their nights around a game. I'm sure it's the same way in Ike's town, especially when they're good. Like, I mean, you go to the Memorial Arena, the game will be at 7, 7 o'clock, and the older folks in town will have their blankets set on their seat at 4.15. I mean, it's like you can have that seat. There's only going to be this amount of people there. But, uh, you know, the rivalries are big. There's a lot of older folks in the rink, which is cool. You know, it just shows how much passion there is. Where uh, I don't know if you see that when you go down to Edina or the Blaines and stuff where you see your 90-year-olds coming out. They're probably watching on a flat screen at home. You know, most of most of our folks, if they're not at the game, they're in the field working. <laughs> true, oh. true. Ike's knows that's true, eh, Ike's? Section eighters are blue collar, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's a, it is. I mean... Everything you, everything Sam said right there was was spot on to a degree. I mean, scale it back a little bit, and you get reality. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is a there is a huge community base um, feeling when you go to the rink, when you when you're playing, when you lace them up for the first time wearing your varsity sweater. Um, Sam, real quick, he was taking a couple of shots at the Bemidji Lumberjacks there. Um, I'm not going to accept those chirps from a guy that didn't put play past maybe oh, what yeah. Pee Sam. So I'm not going to accept those from you. Also not going to accept those from a guy from Rozo, because if you look at my record overall against Rozo growing up, it was really good. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sorry that you had a good group a couple of years after me, but, and we had a bad group, but we can't hold that. I'm not accountable for that. Sam. Hey, you know I did what I could. You know, what's awesome though is, I quit playing about six years before Ike's and I won the same amount of section titles. Zero. <laughs> What's up, boys? Sorry I'm late to the party. Here, I'll, I'll get on your guys' level. Holy. <laughs> I guess so. Straight diesel. <sighs> What's up, boys? Never seen anybody shotgun a LaCroix, but that was cool. <laughs> it's called the Pacific Pilsner. Oh, Oh shit! Sorry to just drop in on you guys. I had a I had a meeting. Oh, it's your show. Don't be sorry. We're just, <laughs> we're just that is true. <laughs> so what's up, Poppy? What are we talking about? Man, we've gone every which direction. I love here. it. We've talked about UK hockey. We've talked about uh, well, whether there's more police force at a European soccer game or in Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've ripped on Bemidji and then turned around and ripped on Sammy because, well, I guess that Sammy wins in this one too, though, because he's got the same amount of state championships as Ike. So I don't know We've we've gone all around the circles. We've uh, talked about hunting and now we're going to continue dipping in on Minnesota high school hockey. Uh, so you guys, Isha here, he's a Canadian. That means all they know is junior hockey. Yeah. We only know junior A and CHL up here, unfortunately. Yeah. So, Ike, maybe you can touch on, too, because you've kind of gone, like, the full spectrum. You played high school hockey for Bemidji. You played for a couple NA teams. You played USHL, played Division One hockey for Bemidji. Like, just give him the full spectrum. Like, what? what Hit me with it. Here? I want it all as this Canadian hockey junkie. <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, I'm lucky I'm from the United States and Minnesota specifically because uh, – if I wasn't, you know, I probably would have never had the opportunity to play at the levels I did, boys, because um, 
for one, I was a pretty late bloomer. So in high school, you know, I need, I basically needed all three years just to get to college, you know, um, post, post high school or whatever. Uh, man, I don't like this. I'm looking at a selfie right now. There we go. Uh, holy. I got, I, I, I can't look at my face that long. So really yeah. self-conscious. It's an ugly mug. It's an ugly yeah. Mug. Really, like really. Ike, hey, Ike, uh, not to cut you off here, quick, but uh, why don't you tell the folks about the Elite League? Yeah, wouldn't know anything about it. Got cut from that too, along with my <laughs> high school team, my sophomore year. Um, been cut from a lot of teams, boys. Got traded for a bag of pucks in Wenatchee. Uh, yeah, so basically, um, I was. How lucky. many pucks? You know, how this- how many pucks are in that bag, though? That's what, that's what I want to know. Because that was, that shows your worth, right? I think it was a half full bag, maybe. Maybe they <laughs> threw in a washing machine or something. I don't know. Hey, to Anachi, that's not bad. That's what they need down there. <laughs> Team folded though right after, so I, I was a free agent then. So they're yeah, actually in know. the BCHL now, eh? The Wenatchee Wild. I think they joined the BCHL two years ago, two or three years ago. Yeah, we were actually told that we were going to be in the BC. You know, the year after, I think. Um, my first year we're going to be in the Nall, and then the next year there's a good chance we're going to be in the BC. Obviously, it took them a little bit longer um, than that because that would have been 2014, and I don't think, like you said, it only happened. didn't happen until 2018 maybe. Yeah, um, 17 or 18, somewhere around there. I was working in Junior B at the time, and it was just such it was just big news because of, there was a lot of moving parts. And, um, you know, an, an American team in the BC League, it was, it was big news. <laughs> Yeah, well, it makes sense. Like, it makes sense for them to be in that league, I think. Um, I don't know how the Canadian guys, how you guys feel about having an American team in there. Uh, but from a Well, I mean, in the WHL, standpoint, the WHL, it's mixed too, right? It's heavy Western Canada and, you know, Washington as well. So, I mean, it's kind of par for the course right. for us. As long as the American teams don't win, they're happy. Yeah, which Wenatchee came in swinging. I think they won their second year in the league or something like that. What sucks for them is when they have to drive all the way to northern BC to fucking like Prince George. I know a lot of you in Minnesota don't know where that is. It's a lot like northern Minnesota. And I know the bus rides up there just suck. So I've heard that complaint firsthand from a few of the boys who have been playing uh, down south in the BCHL. Yeah, what a what a shitty draw. You go from, you know, if you're a kid living in Penticton to get traded to, to Prince George or whatever, way the hell up there, that'd be miserable. I can't yeah. even imagine. It's it's a good like sports town. I, I actually lived there for for a good chunk of my life actually growing up. So it is a good sports town. Like there is there's WHL, there's jun there's junior A, there's junior B, there's a ton of soccer and whatnot, indoor fucking roller derby i think it is a sports hub because they got nothing else to do it's so damn cold uh you know two-thirds of the year or yeah two-thirds of the year um but but you said it going from like a penticton which is like absolutely gorgeous or talk about like the whl of victoria royals on vancouver island like that's one of the best most prime spots hell even like vancouver to play in a whl market then you go to like brandon manitoba you're like god damn it are you kidding me <laughs> yeah it'd be brutal we we spent we went up to we made a little BC swing preseason when I was with Wenatchee, and I'm not gonna lie, it might have been the most beautiful place I've ever been. It's it is it is amazing here. I have I I have to say, like I wouldn't. I've lived in other parts of Canada, and I always come home to BC. Um, yeah, I don't know for for all those kind of uh, nerdy folk out there. 
Um, I don't know how how much of a Star Wars fans you guys are. Old school Star Wars here, like the real Star Wars. But uh, I th- Return of the Jedi. There's that uh, uh, planet Endor with all the little bears and whatnot, and the and the and the the fern trees and the old growth. That was straight up filmed like in our backyard in Vancouver Island because of the old growth trees and ferns. And uh, they they pass off jungles. <laughs> Um, within movies here on the island quite often just because of you know the scenery itself and how like untapped it is compared to well a lot of places in the united states that's more condensed in their populations you didn't get mighty ducks though did you fuck no (laughs) iceland got mighty ducks apparently (laughs) is there still any jedis in the woods I'm not going to lie. When I was about 17, I got super stoned with the boys and we went and tried to find stormtrooper helmets. We were, we were no, no luck. No Jedis, no stormtrooper, no props, nothing. Although maybe our, our vision could have been clouded a bit. I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess you guys might have Jedis. We just look for deer during November here in Section 8 so we can feed our family. So Man, you gotta, there's, deers here are like almost domesticated because you can't call them in the city and they run wild. Like there's, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll leave my office right now. I'll look, I can probably look at the, the, the alley behind me and there'll be three fucking deer in the road. They're so annoying. And you know, you can't, you can't shoot them or eat them. Hey, you can't shoot them because the, the public go crazy and the city won't even call them all. And you, you don't want to eat garbage eating deers, right? So we still have to go out in the backwoods for the good meat. And uh, these fuckers just uh, get in the way of our cars and we try to bomb 90 down the highway. It's ridiculous. Well, hey, I mean, we I don't really even know if I should believe you that there's deer out there. You just told me there's Jedis in the woods one night, so I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, I, th- I, I thought there were Jedis. That oh, could have been something oh. else there. <laughs> I'll send you a hey, when I next time I, I run into a bunch while I'm, uh, I'm going for a walk. I'm going to send I'm going to tweet you a picture of them. Because people, people outside of Vancouver, Island, they don't understand. Even even those in you know Eastern Canada, they, they don't they don't get it. These fuckers are everywhere. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk, covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. From the wild woods of Richfield, welcome to the Soda Pod. State of Hoppy here, Isha, not shockingly late, uh, but thanks for joining us whenever and wherever you are listening. Uh, Isha, again, doesn't know how to manage his calendar and will be joining us a little bit late here today, but he has actually promised that when he shows up, he's going to shotgun a beer to make up for it, so we're all good there. Uh, but quick rundown for the show, we're going to start off with hoppy hour per usual and right away we're going to bring in guests from our friends over at on the pond and then at the end we'll get into a little bit of nhl and wild news if we have time and just run down the poll questions again for this week but again we'll be bringing in on the pond on the other side here first i'd like to propose a toast to umd goaltender alex stalock to stalock to stalock I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out. All right, with us here, Sammy from On the Pond. It's nice to have you back since our last bout here with that draft party we hosted. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's great to be back. I think uh, we got Ike's dead joining too any second. Uh, 
So if you see a guy try to join and gets kicked out a few times, that's because he doesn't know it. Yeah, a little bit like you were doing there for the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. You guys got this stream thing. This is uh, uh, this is way more advanced than the stuff we do. Hey, man, we try and keep it as simple as possible, but uh, <laughs> he'll get through it. We trust him. Oh yeah. But tell me what what are you drinking on your end tonight? Mm, just having one casual, but it's a uh, gin and tonic. Ooh, there we go. Oh, Don't yeah. mind that at all. No, it's uh, it's pretty tasty. I believe it. I, I went the refreshing route as well, and this is the only time I can really do this because, well, Isha's a little preppy with his beer, but uh, we're going to the Bush Latte. Oh, that's huge. I, oh, yes. I Got to do it. For that. I, <laughs> that's huge. So Minnesota move right there. Hey, you know what? It got done with the workout, need a little refreshment, nothing better than this. And I mean, to be honest, I'm a little worried here. Oh yeah. Nope. That that's real cold. Ooh. Uh, I will be busting out another beer once Isha joins us. Um, but really, if you're going for the light beer, nothing better than nice, cool, refreshing bush latte. I can kind of dive in and precurse some of the topics that we're going to get into here later with the NHL talk. Uh, certainly if anyone wants to chime in on the comments, um, but the, the biggest pieces of information that we have here, first and foremost, uh, very, very sad to see that Doc Emmerich is stepping away from the game. I don't think anyone has anything bad to say about him. Here we go. Well, let, let's get Sammy's opinion on this too. I was just hitting on something for later. Doc Emmerich, what can you so, say? Doc, uh, one of the best voices ever throughout all the sports. Uh, so kind of shocked to see him go down, but, uh, you know, good for him picking to retire, going out on top, you know, but uh, he'll definitely be missed throughout uh, video games and throughout NHL broadcast for sure. God, wouldn't that be great if he stayed in for the video games and then just stepped away from actual game calling? I was going to say they better just leave his voice in there because, you know, Make sure we don't add too much Pierre Maguire and uh, leave enough Doc Emmerich. I know. Arizona couldn't do us a solid and just hire him as a GM so we don't have to deal with him anymore. It's kind of selfish. I know. I know. But good for Arizona, too. We had uh, we had Phil Housley on our pod, you know, their assistant coach. And uh, I don't want Pierre and Phil together. I wouldn't want to do that to Phil. So <laughs> No, but, uh, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> Sorry, sorry that you lost me there. I accidentally clicked answer, but that was Ikestead trying to figure out how to get in. I'm on this thing. Is he going to be joining? Uh, yeah, he, he's trying to. I told him to just click the link, type in display name, and hit enter. I don't know. He said he had to type his email in, but he says he's coming. Okay. Well, yeah, he definitely doesn't need his email, but hey, he'll get with us eventually. But I want to kick it off here, Sammy. Actually, I know last episode you jumped in and we're chiming in in the chat we got to talk some hunting here before isha gets on and ruins it for us have you uh have you been out i'm a big deer hunter i like to go deer hunting see i'm a deer hunter and i'm i'm trying to start getting into the archery game but yeah. i i really haven't i just didn't grow up on it so i actually just got uh my sister's boyfriend just like started learning and i'm gonna probably do the same for next year but yeah. i'm gonna wait uh <sighs> Like I said on the last stream, I don't get to go until the second weekend of opener because my buddy's getting married. Wow, what a terrible buddy. Yeah, I know. Not not a great buddy, but 
you know what? We'll we'll get through it. We'll survive. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, they don't all get shot before us. But nope, I deer, pheasant, and we actually tried out grouse for the first time this year. And not only did we not see a single bird or shoot anything, I think my dog came out with like, I shit you not, minimum fifty ticks on her. Oh, I bet. Grouse yeah, it was pretty brutal. Grouse hunting's pretty fun though, too. Obviously, uh, it's good to get a bird, but just being out in the woods with the shotgun, walking around, is almost the key of it. Uh, also, uh, if you're ever looking to buy a bow, like you might be, I'm gonna recommend uh, Archery Country in Saint Cloud. Yeah. Uh, my boy Kyle Fell there, probably smartest guy you'll meet in archery. He sells bows there. If you uh, if you're looking, he'll hook you up. I'll tell you what, no, take hey, care of you. I'll I'll definitely hit you up before I do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta ask because I know some people don't. Does he carry Lefty? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They carry all kinds of stuff. Lefty, whatever brand you want. Um, obviously they got high end stuff. They got middle of the road stuff. But best part about Kyle Thell and uh, Archie Country, I know they'll treat you right and give you the best bang for your buck. No, hey, beautiful slipping of an ad there. I love it. Keep everyone yeah, happy. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Just try to. Just try to pump tires when we can over here at on the pond, you know. Maybe maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a discount next time we go in there. Hey, if they give me a discount, I'll stroke them off on the next episode. That's no problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bet I bet he I bet he could. We could uh we could line it up, you know, and I know you'll be satisfied. That's the biggest thing. Hey, we'll figure her out. So where where are you go hunting then? Uh, so I got a couple of private chunks down here by St. Cloud that I can hunt on. So I've hunted them pretty hard, but then I hunt way up north by the Canadian border about uh, five minutes from it. So we actually got a bunch of elk on the land we hunt up north. So you see elk all the time as well. Dang, that's so weird to me. Like elk in Minnesota just doesn't make any sense to me. And again, I hunt down south. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely different, but uh, they're cool. They're big animals, so uh, you know, it's something. I guess I've seen them a bunch now, so it's almost it's good and bad. You know, you'd rather see a deer when it's cold out, but uh, yeah. at least something to look at, something pretty big. And my dad and brother actually just saw a massive bull elk up there during a youth hunt, six by six with the drop tine stood up Ooh. about forty yards from them. Dang, that's nice. Yeah. No, it's funny, I. I don't remember when it was, but recently here, one of my buddies was looking at tags for this year and he said that it's like, doesn't cost anything to get an elk tag in Minnesota because like, there's just not that many of them. Yeah. I don't know if it costs much, but you know, it's still a lottery. So you got to be lucky not be drawn. Um, and I guess, uh, I, I, for some reason, haven't even applied to that, which makes no sense, you know, especially <laughs> since I see them all the time, but uh, I'm not very lucky, but I might as well start throwing my name in the hat. Seriously, might as well. I don't know if it's like deer, like for us, when we do antlerless lotteries down south, like it's pretty much on repeat. Like, you know, that one every three years you're going to get it. It just kind of rotates through who, who all registers. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Uh yeah, up north, I guess we get a buck and a doe tag. You know, you can only shoot one buck, but you could get a bonus for a doe. Dang. Yeah, I wish we could do that. Maybe I'll just have to come up and hunt with you instead. Yeah, yeah, come up north, get the real experience, come see some high school hockey rinks with the little character. Oh, buddy, I've seen the rinks up there. It's pretty fun. I actually, uh, so when I was a Bantam, we went up for a tournament in War Road, and uh, that was at the time that TJ Oshie was playing in high school. He actually yeah. got 
benched halfway through the second period because he'd already scored four goals when we were sitting and watching one of their games. Um, wow. Yeah, benched throughout. Uh, obviously, War Road Warrior now a Stanley Cup champ, but uh, my dad used to ref him quite a bit. It's pretty wild seeing that good of a player in a small town. Yeah, no shit. Well, um, you do some refing yourself, correct? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do ref, and I ref high school, juniors, and college hockey. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm usually on the road throughout the winter and some rink or around some pretty good players. So, it, you know, it kind of adds for some good stories, too. Uh, this year, we'll uh, um, we'll bring up some more of those on the pond. Uh, Ike Stutz texting me here saying, there's no way for me to join the link that you sent. I sent them. <laughs> um, I sent them the exact link you sent me. Is there anything I got to do other than copy it? No, man. You literally just got to copy it and you can pull it from your browser right now. It's the same link. Just send it to him. All he's got to do is click it, type in a name and hit enter. And he's in. See, that's what we want. We want him in. He's a, he's our guy who played pro hockey last year. He's a Bemidji guy. You would like him. Oh no. Um, I so trust me. I looked into his background, man. He, uh, he's got quite the, <laughs> yeah. experience going all around the leagues he's yeah, honestly, yeah, like no, suitcase he, is putting it lightly i think yeah he's played in the now and then in uh ushl won a clark cup you know and then uh obviously first year pro last year but played at bemidji state do you uh do you want me to try to get out and get him in i mean if you can we can come back i mean i think he's worth getting if you can i think he's worth out. getting man i i'm not sure what you jumping out is going to do to get him but hey well, I can I can at least call him and say what's going on, you know. Yeah. Hop out quick, so, give him a call, see if we can get him back in. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I'll be right back. So uh, keep the people happy, eh? At least. Oh yeah, we got him. All right, perfect. Thanks. Yeah, and who Sammy's talking about there? Dylan Eichstad. Guy's been all over the place. Played a couple of different teams in the NA. Then bumped up and uh, actually did pretty well for himself with Sioux Falls of the USHL and uh, carved out a great career there with Bemidji State. Played all four years, ended up being a captain. And like uh, Sammy was mentioning there, he actually played overseas in the UK. So it'd be really interesting to get him on here, get a little perspective on, uh, I guess, what that's even all about. Only times I've really heard anything about UK hockey was Biz Nasty playing over there for a bit, but his stories are a little bit different than everyone else's. So it'd be interesting to actually get a glimpse into a day in the life, but uh, hopefully we'll have them back here in just a second. I'm actually curious to pick Sammy's brain a little bit on what it's like refing at all those levels. But uh, you know, once we have them in and get Ish on board, uh, it's going to be fun to actually chat a little bit about some high school hockey here as well. Um, he Sammy, said, what's, what's he the update? Said, he said that, link worked is the same length i sent him so he must be seconds from joining us <laughs> but we'll see well yeah. hey i i gave a quick rundown of uh everyone that ike's played you know na up through uh coventry if you want to stroke him off real quick before he jumps on floor is yours yeah well you know i don't like pump his tires too much but uh him and i actually we live together at bemidji state uh he's a blue collar section eight guy uh you know, and he ended up playing for his hometown, Bemidji State Beavers, and wore the C his senior year, wore the A his junior year. Um, honestly, strengths of his game, he's a great skater, great awareness, and can play both ends of the ice. So uh, his biggest strength, though, without a question, is skating. And uh, no big deal. Guy used to be a first-round USHL draft pick, then went on to win a Clark Cup. How are you? 
How are you? Indeed. Well, we'll see. He sounds like he can definitely do a lot of things on the ice. Just not too tech savvy if he's still not here with us. <laughs> he still is not in the waiting room. No. <laughs> this guy drives me nuts right now. This is classic <laughs> Ike, so it's always it's always trying to get him to the right spots. But uh, he's entertaining and he's fun to have around. So I don't know. He said this link works. I said, well, then get on. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he's trying to figure out his AirPods or something. No, Ike's. that's about the most city thing he does is he has a pair of AirPods. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do you want to talk about? Should we talk hockey? Should we talk? What do you think? Yeah, man. And we got, we got some stuff we'll get into here shortly. I guess while it's just you and me, let's get into refing a little bit. Like you said, some stories have to come with that. Like whether it's you, someone else you've refed with anything you've heard, like what's the most ridiculous shit you've ever heard a player, a coach, fuck a parent or a spectator say to refs. Like I've heard some ridiculous shit when I was behind the bench coaching some youth hockey. It's I can't imagine what it's like at higher levels. Yeah. I mean, you hear a lot of different things, uh, honestly in the ref world, my opinion, youth hockey coaches are the worst. I mean, they are. It, way. And it's, uh, it's crazy. It's actually sad. Cause that should be opposite, you know, especially you're trying to, uh, mold young players into being good humans, good adults. So you're supposed to lead by example, but you know, and I'm not saying they're all bad, but I'm saying that's where a lot of the crazy stories come from is youth hockey more than anything. But uh, I guess uh, one time at a youth hockey tournament as a Bantam tourney up North, uh, I had this coach literally hop over the boards after the first period yelling at me and ran across the ice. Like, didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. Cause what are you going to tell him? Like, I, you know, if you want to be a good official, you're better off not saying anything back. Don't look like the idiot. Right. I mean, it's right. kind of like they say, be the bigger man, be the bigger person. Like, and some guys struggle with that. They got thin skin. And, but at the end of the day, you look back and you kind of laugh at it. I mean, some, some grown adult hopped over the boards to yell at you over a youth hockey game. I mean, I mean, that's where you look at yourself now and go, just thank God youth hockey doesn't mean that much to me. Hey, man, that's where, like, there's some great aspects to youth hockey in Minnesota. Like, it obviously doesn't even compare to anywhere else in the country, but that, that's some of the negative that comes with it, too. And it looks like we got Ike here. Let's bring him in. Oh. What's going on, boys? Here he is. Here he is. <laughs> We've been, they've it took been me a while days. there, but uh was able to figure it out. I think it was on Sam. He sent the brutal link or the wrong link, but glad uh, to be here. Yeah. No, great to have you. And Sammy was talking some shit. He was saying how like lived with you at Bemidji and like you barely held your bag playing there. I, <laughs> tell me about your time at Bemidji State, I guess. Yeah, um, it was it was good. Yeah, like like Sam said, I or we lived together my senior year. Um, you know, I got to know this little pissant here, um, just freaking ripping around. But uh, no, he's actually a great roommate. Um, Bemidji State was good. I don't know. We we didn't have as much success as I wish we would have. Obviously, wish we would have been able to go to a you know national tournament, things like that. But at the end of the day, it was good. Enjoyed it. Made a lot of friends and, uh, you know, propelled me into the next stage of my life. So, No, and and totally joking. Sammy was actually stroking you off pretty good before you jumped on. Um, talk to me, <laughs> though, guys. Did, so did you meet at Bemidji State? Did you know each other going in? 
Uh, I think we always kind of, I always knew who Ike's was, but uh, I knew some of the other freshman boys of his class and then kind of got to know him. And obviously being a section eighter is as corny and weird as a guy can be at times. You still got to throw him a bone. So, you know, I tried to take him under my wing and at least tell him I didn't care if they got swept by Mankato and still hang out with him on Sunday afternoons watching football, you know. You're a good guy. You're a good guy, Sammy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad somebody thinks that. No, actually, it's, 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 it's like he was saying, man. I said, I will pump Ike's tires as long as he's not on here with me. So I already pumped all your tires, so don't expect it now. But don't worry. I let the people know about the Clark Cup Championship in the first round USHL. So don't worry. <laughs> Well, yeah, here's, those here's your chance then to take your swings back I at got, him. So. Uh. <laughs> no, I got I got nothing to say. Um, you know, Sam Sam actually he he was one of the probably the best roommate I ever had. I got a lot of free labor out of that guy at my house um, that he lived with me at. So I uh, I probably owe the guy if anything. So. Oh, yeah. He owes me. Oh, yeah. Hey, at least he knows it. (laughs) Like, tell me, like, I haven't heard shit about what it's like to play in the UK. Like, what what is that world all about? Yeah, honestly, it was it was awesome. I didn't I didn't know what I was getting into, really. Um, I knew I wanted to go overseas and um, play over there. Uh, I didn't really have a ton of interest in the coast. I, I just heard a lot of guys, you know, they get washed up and, you know, whether it be road trips, injuries, they just get sick of it. Um, so I wanted to go overseas and at least, you know, if I'm going to get paid like a minor league hockey player, at least be able to travel and, uh, you know, see the world, things like that. So it ended up being a great experience, you know, hockey over there, it's, it's not big, but the, the small group of people that they do have that love the game, I mean, they love it passionate, more passionate than any any fans I've ever had in anywhere I've ever been. Um, it's like, you know, football over there, it's just insane. Hockey's like the same way, just scaled down about a thousand percent, you know. So yeah. um, from an experience standpoint, it was awesome. It, uh, it was a good league. There was actually I, – I, I was impressed with the level of skill. Um, it was kind of older. There were some fair amount of older guys, but uh, a lot of a lot of good players, a lot of skill. I mean, a lot of guys with NHL games, a lot of American League game guys. So, yeah, it was good. Did you go to any football matches while you are out there? Translated to uh, Minnesota, that's soccer. I don't think you can hear us. He's wondering if you went to any soccer games or football games, whatever. He definitely can't hear us. Ikes, unmute yourself. Jeez. I told you this. Guy's media is not as strong as you. Holy shit. Well, we're waiting for him to get back in here with us, Sammy. You guys were talking on your podcast here. I was listening earlier today. Anyone that hasn't checked it out, again, on the pond, Listen to their interview with Nick Oliver today. It was actually an awesome interview to listen to, man. Um, one thing I want to talk about, though, because we've heard discussion about this for the NHL, too, but that NCHC bubble that you guys got into. I mean, shed some light on that for the people that haven't listened to your pod yet. Well, you know, it 
talking with Nick Oliver, just to get background a little bit too, like you said, St. Cloud State assistant coach. I uh, used to play for him, for them. Former uh, Rosal Ram won a state championship with the Rams last uh, Section 8 team to win a state championship in AA. Um, but uh, no, he's a, like I said, coaching in St. Cloud State now. So we talked to him about the NCHC bubble. He said it's going to be in Omaha. It's supposed to be like 10 games in 20 days. Guys are pretty fired up. They're going to try to pump out almost like half the season, 20 games. They're going to be staying there. They're going to be quarantined a bit. But uh, hopefully for the kids' sake and for the coaches' sake, they get these games and, you know, and they stay happy and healthy in Omaha. Oh, for sure. Ike, can you hear us now? Yeah, sorry there, boys. There I must have, been, must have been talking too much or what? What happened there? <laughs> Broke my mic. <laughs> no, it's those fancy AirPods you got there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I always tell Sam. I always give Sam shit. This is what uh, what pro money looks like. But let's be honest, there's there's none of that. So it looks it actually more your pro money looks like that gray shirt, <laughs> off brand and faded. <laughs> right. No, this actually, Sam, you'll be pissed off. Little Shattuck St. Mary's from oh, the, the year. Uh, the summer I worked there at the camp, they threw me a shirt. You know, I'm I'm all about free merch. So, hey, can you tell the people though how you worked there? Weren't you filling up waters? You're like taping sticks, or what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny Sam. Funny. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. They just have a a week long camp. It was all ages of kids, squirts, peewees, bams. I think, and I uh, pretty good, pretty good friends, and and probably the coach that I. I closest with i would say over the years christian bragnell he was our sioux falls assistant he ended up taking a job there and um so he invited me down for the week stayed with stayed at his place and uh worked the camp with him or whatever so it was good it was fun nice and what i was trying to ask you before we uh lost all contact uh, did you go to any soccer football whatever they want to call it matches out there yeah, I was able to make it to a one football football match, they call it. Um, God, I can't even remember the teams who who played. I should be. One was Man City. One, The away team was Man City. And then Aston Villa, I think. Nice. And, um, I mean, how did it compare to, like, what you had heard about going to matches out there? Yeah, I mean, it was I, – I mean, I didn't have – I. I wasn't too plugged into the, you know, the uh, Premier League out there, but um, they said it was crazy and it, it definitely lived up to expectation. Um, the place was juiced. Aston Villa was the home team, but they were terrible. Man City was one of the best teams in the league, so they came in and pumped them about, I think it was 7-1, you know, and it started to, fans started to filter out a little bit, but, I mean, it was still pretty packed. And then at the end of the game, um, Aston Villa got a penalty kick and, and broke the shutout, and the whole place just went bananas. And it was our, it was seven one. I mean, you know, like the game was over fifty minutes ago, but they just went, they just went nuts for a goal. So it was pretty cool. And I mean, anything at all like the scoundrels that you saw? I don't know. Have you seen Green Street Hooligans? Yeah, no, it wasn't. Well, so. Over there, they separate fans. Like, there's one small section, you know, I mean, relative to the building, um, of, like, away team fans, okay? 
And then everyone else, you actually, to buy tickets, you have to register your name at that club. And so we had to register as Aston Villa fans in order to buy tickets. So you can't just, it's not like, you know, you just buy a ticket randomly wherever, you know, in the stadium. You can only sit in specific areas, right? So, um, but yeah, in between each section of the away team section, there was a line of, of uh, cops or policemen with, um, you know, the, the battering rams and the big shields that uh, split in between the two, the two sections of fans. It was pretty crazy. Are you talking about the soccer match or Minneapolis? <laughs> God, Sam. <laughs> Easy, buddy. Easy. Maybe let it sink in a little bit. <laughs> uh. Oh, shit. Well, I think Isha's going to be joining us here in just a minute. But, I mean, let's just dive into it. I mean, you keep on bringing up the sectionators. Like, just talk about what it's like to play hockey, you know, up north, come from that line of hockey. And, I mean, like you said, Sammy, like some of the guys that have represented in the state tournament, it's just a different world for you guys up there. Like this is, doesn't the whole town basically clear out to come down to the X? I mean, I can't really speak on being a player. I didn't play the whole way through. I just can talk about being a player. Um, he comes from almost section eight, like B, if we have to label him. But uh, I mean, uh, the section eight mentality, I'll let him speak on being a player next. Cause I can't, <laughs> but uh I think mentality itself, like you just said, it's, uh, you know, it's community-based no matter where you are. Uh, there's a few teams closer to uh, the cities. We don't really count them, but they're in it. A shout-out STMA. They made it state the one-year fluke. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's a mentality. It's where people plan their nights around a game. I'm sure it's the same way in Ike's town, especially when they're good, like, I mean, you go to the Memorial Arena, the game will be at 7, 7 o'clock, and the older folks in town will have their blankets set on their seat at 4.15. I mean, it's like you can have that seat. There's only going to be this amount of people there. But, uh, you know, the rivalries are big. There's a lot of older folks in the rink, which is cool. You know, it just shows how much passion there is. Where uh, I don't know if you see that when you go down to Edina or the Blaines and stuff where you see – your 90 year olds coming out, they're probably watching on a flat screen at home. You know, most of, most of our folks, if they're not at the game, they're in the field working. <laughs> true, oh. true. Ike's knows that's true. Hey, eh? Ike's section eighters are blue collar. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's a, it is. I mean, everything you, everything Sam said right there was, was, spot on to a degree i mean scale it back a little bit and you get reality um but yeah i mean there is a there's a huge community base um feeling when you go to the rink when you when you're playing when you lace them up for the first time wearing your varsity sweater um sam real quick he was taking a couple shots at the bemidji lumberjacks there um I'm not going to accept those chirps from a guy that didn't put play past maybe oh, what yeah. Pee Sam. So I'm not going to accept those from you. Also not going to accept those from a guy from Rozo, because if you look at my record overall against Rozo growing up, it was really good. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sorry that you had a good group a couple of years after me, but, and we had a bad group, but we can't hold that. I'm not accountable for that. Sam. Hey, you know I what? did what I could. You know, what's awesome though is, 
I quit playing about six years before Ike's and I won the same amount of section titles. Zero. <laughs> What's up, boys? Sorry I'm late to the party. Here, I'll, I'll get on your guys' level. <laughs> Only. <laughs> I guess so. Straight diesel. <sighs> What's up, boys? Never seen anybody shotgun a LaCroix, but that was cool. <laughs> it's called the Pacific Pilsner. Oh, Oh shit! Sorry to just drop in on you guys. I had a I had a meeting. Oh, it's your show. Don't be sorry. We're just, <laughs> we're just that is true. <laughs> so what's up, Hoppy? What are we talking about? Man, we've gone every which direction. I love here. it. We've talked about UK hockey. We've talked about uh, well, whether there's more police force at a European soccer game or in Minneapolis. Um, <laughs> We've ripped on Bemidji and then turned around and ripped on Sammy because, well, I guess that Sammy wins in this one too, though, because he's got the same amount of state championships as Ike. So I don't know. We've we've gone all around the circles. We've uh, talked about hunting, and now we're gonna continue dipping in on Minnesota high school hockey. Uh, so you guys, Isha here, he's a Canadian. That means all they know is junior hockey. Yeah, we only know junior A and CHL up here, unfortunately. Yeah. So, Ike, maybe you can touch on, too, because you've kind of gone, like, the full spectrum. You played high school hockey for Bemidji. You played for a couple NA teams. You played USHL, played Division One hockey for Bemidji. Like, just give him the full spectrum. Like, what? what Hit me with it. Here? I want it all as this Canadian hockey junkie. <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, I'm lucky I'm from the United States and Minnesota specifically because uh, – if I wasn't, you know, I probably would have never had the opportunity to play at the levels I did, boys, because um, for one, I was a pretty late bloomer. So in high school, you know, I need—I basically needed all three years just to get to college, you know, um, post, post high school or whatever. But man, I don't like this. I'm looking at a selfie right now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, holy. I got, I, I, I can't look at my face that long. So I'm really <laughs> self conscious. It's an ugly mug. It's an ugly <laughs> yeah, really. Like, really. Ike, hey, Ike, uh, not to cut you off here quick, but uh, why don't you tell the folks about the Elite League? Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about it. Got cut from that, too, along with my <laughs> high school team, my sophomore year. Um, been cut from a lot of teams, boys. Got traded for a bag of pucks in Wenatchee. Uh, yeah. So basically, um, I was, how lucky, many pucks, you know, how, this, how many pucks are in that bag though? That's what, that's what I want to know. Cause that, was, that shows your worth, right? I think it was a half full bag. Maybe, maybe they <laughs> threw in a washing machine or something. I don't know. <laughs> hey, to Anachi, that's not bad. That's what they need down there. <laughs> Team folded though, right after. So I, I was a free agent then. So <laughs> they're yeah, actually in know. the BCHL now, eh? The Wenatchee wild. I think they joined the BCHL two years ago, two or three years ago. Yeah, we were actually told that we were going to be in the BC, you know, the year after, I think. Um, my first year, we're going to be in the Nall, and then the next year, there's a good chance we're going to be in the BC. Obviously, it took them a little bit longer um, than that, because that would have been 2014. And I don't think, like you said, it only happened. didn't happen until 2018, maybe. Yeah, seventeen or eighteen, somewhere around there. I was working in junior B at the time, and it was just such—it was just big news because a lot of, there was a lot of moving parts, and um, you know, an, an American team in the BC league—it was—it was big news. <laughs> yeah, well, it makes sense. Like, it makes sense for them to be in that league. I think. Um, I don't know how 
the Canadian guys, how you guys feel about having an American team in there. Uh, but from a well, I mean, in the WHL, the WHL, it's mixed too, right? It's heavy Western Canada and, you know, Washington as well. So, I mean, it's kind of par for the course right. for us. As long as the American teams don't win, they're happy. <laughs> yeah, which Wenatchee came in swinging. I think they won their second year in the league or something like that. What sucks for them is when they have to drive all the way to northern BC to fucking like Prince George. I know a lot of you in Minnesota don't know where that is. It's a lot like northern Minnesota. And I know the bus rides up there just suck. So I've heard that complaint firsthand from a few of the boys who have been playing uh, down south in the BCHL. Yeah, what a what a shitty draw. You go from, you know, if you're a kid living in Penticton to get traded to, to Prince George or whatever way the hell up there, that'd be miserable. I can't yeah. even imagine. It's it's a good like sports town. I, I actually lived there for for a good chunk of my life actually growing up. So it is a good sports town. Like there is there's WHL, there's jun there's junior A, there's junior B, there's a ton of soccer and whatnot, indoor fucking roller derby, I think. So it is a sports hub because they got nothing else to do. It's so damn cold. Uh, you know, two thirds of the year or yeah, two thirds of the year. Um, but but you said it going from like a Penticton, which is like absolutely gorgeous, or talk about like the whl of victoria royals on vancouver island like that's one of the best most prime spots hell even like vancouver to play in a whl market then you go to like brandon manitoba you're like god damn it are you kidding me <laughs> yeah it'd be brutal we we spent we went to we made a little bc swing preseason when i was with wenatchee and i'm not gonna lie it might have been the most beautiful place i've ever been it's it is it is amazing here i have i I have to say, like I wouldn't. I've lived in other parts of Canada, and I always come home to BC. Um, yeah, I don't know for for all those kind of uh, nerdy folk out there. Um, I don't know how how much of a Star Wars fans you guys are. Old school Star Wars here, like the real Star Wars. But uh, I th Return of the Jedi. There's that uh, uh, planet Endor with all the little bears and whatnot, and the and the and the the fern trees and the old growth. That was straight up filmed like in our backyard in Vancouver Island because of the old growth trees and ferns. And uh, they they pass off jungles <laughs> um, within movies here on the island quite often just because of you know the scenery itself and how like untapped it is compared to well, a lot of places in the United States that's more condensed in their populations. You didn't get Mighty Ducks though, did you? Fuck no. <laughs> hey, Iceland uh, got Mighty Ducks apparently. <laughs> is there still any Jedis in the woods? I'm not going to lie. When I was about 17, I got super stoned with the boys and we went and tried to find stormtrooper helmets. We were, we were no, no luck. No Jedis, no stormtrooper, no props, nothing. Although maybe our, our vision could have been clouded a bit. I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess you guys might have to. We just look for deer during November here in Section 8 so we can feed our family. So Man, you gotta, there's deers here are like almost domesticated because you can't call them in the city and they run wild. Like there's, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll leave my office right now. I'll look, I can probably look at the, the, the alley behind me and there'll be three fucking deer in the road. They're so annoying. And you know, you can't, you can't shoot them or eat them. Hey, you can't shoot them because the, the public go crazy and the city won't even call them all. And you, you don't want to eat garbage eating deers, right? So we still have to go out in the backwoods for the good meat. And uh, these fuckers just uh, get in the way of our cars and we try to bomb 90 down the highway. It's ridiculous. Well, hey, I mean, we I don't really even know if I should believe you that there's deer out there. You just told me there's Jedis in the woods one night, so I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, I, th I, I, I thought there were Jedis. That oh, could have been something oh. else there. <laughs> I'll send you a when I next time I, I run into a bunch while I'm, uh, I'm going for a walk. I'm going to send I'm going to tweet you a picture of them. 
because people people outside of Vancouver they don't understand even even those in you know Eastern Canada they, they don't they don't get it these fuckers are everywhere and I hate them one actually strip jumped into my buddy's car the other day hit the side door dented the entire thing out of nowhere just jumped right out of the bush thinking that oh okay there's gonna be some space here no it's a highway can we clarify, are we talking deer or Jedi's right now? <laughs> deers, deers, deers. Oh. Which one would you rather hit? A deer. Judd, uh, fuck you up. I don't I don't think my car insurance would cover Jedi, so yeah, I'm going with a deer. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, mine mine here in BC, uh ICBC our insur our provincial insurance companies uh fucking joke so yeah they i think that we'd actually they a they wouldn't cover it and we'd get uh we get raked through the coals after hitting <laughs> hitting something of that statue for sure i'm just impressed that ike's has insurance uh, don't say that too loud don't look into his stuff so <laughs> <laughs> to be honest right now i thought i was gonna be back in europe so i don't even i don't even have a car right now <laughs> oh man yeah I'm just been hey I got a good story that uh, we can bring up with the boys. Uh, you know, uh, when I was in college, uh, I actually won more championships than Dylan. I won two intramural championships, played in three. Uh, we won't talk about the third one. But, uh, you know, uh, Dylan did a huge solid for the boys. He hosted the intramural championship. It was like a Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, the guys were over. We played darts. We played music late. Of course, we were only drinking water, but uh, we won a championship that night. Congratulations! I'll tell you what i uh, i got into the I got to the finals with my intramural team. We were not drinking water, and I think that was why we lost the the, the final game. Well, I'm telling you, we weren't either, but it was carbonated. It wasn't just uh, okay. But you know, we had we we were drinking these. I'm not gonna lie, and I was drinking them just as fast as I am here on the soda. We pod. had a bunch of guys buy in. It was kind of a section eight mentality. Guys laying down with no gear on. You know, it's uh, it's all about. Now, uh, now it's seven for saying section eight. <laughs> yes. Hey, well, you could play a drinking game. Every time we mention it, you have to have a shot. Buddy, I'm down. I got the whiskey <laughs> right on my table over there. It's been a long day. Feed me. Let's go. <laughs> well, don't get me started. Sam, you shouldn't tempt the guy with from BC with a good time. Oh, I know. Sure I know, man. That. Honestly, uh, you Minnesotans and and BC folk, we have a lot in common. You know, our accents may be a little bit different, but we we like to have fun just the same way. Oh yeah. How about uh, nothing else how, to do? <laughs> how about uh, Ike? You can uh, tell them if you want how I used to uh, destroy you in Super Smash Brothers. I was actually just thinking about that, Sam. You guys, you guys had a Nintendo 64 growing up, or at least. Oh, you bet. Oh, I still have one, buddy. Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. I actually never had one growing up. I think that's why I loved it so much in college. But uh, my now wife uh, got me one for my birthday, and then I went and got Super Smash Bros. And uh, I actually, Sam, why don't you tell them? Be honest with yourselves. What's our overall record? 1v1 honestly it didn't turn out as good as i wanted it to it's probably it's probably two to one ratio him winning at least yeah, I, I mean think it i might be three overall, i was I in the 30s overall, no, no hang on though oh, yeah. like like who which character do you use Star Fox, obviously shit right? no no uh, I we lose like uh, what's my guy sam i used to be kirby oh yeah see that yeah that was kirby I was like the Iron Man looking 
Iron yeah. Man looking fucking guy <laughs> there. Samus. Samus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I played it a ton yeah. on 64, but it wasn't until Melee came out on GameCube where I like went hard into Smash Bros. Oh, man. It's 64 or bust. I don't think so. I think Melee's exception. I think every other GameCube game was kind of a bust. I, I Double Dash, pretty good game too, but no. As far as the Smash Bros, I'm not going to lie. Like I didn't even touch the new one on... What is it called? Wii or whatever the new Nintendo is now, the latest one. I haven't touched those ones, but uh, but definitely uh, definitely the melee. And actually, we got a commenter. Um, Shane Van Nice has been tuning in, by the way, guys, throughout this entire stream. So thanks, everyone, tuning in on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch now at HockeyPodNet. Uh, Shane comments and says, Kirby is the easiest to use. Comments? Thoughts? Well, Sam's, Sam's an easy, you know, simple mind, so you, you can't, <laughs> can't overcomplicate it. Hey, here's the thing. A lot of people don't give Kirby credit, eh? He can hop, he can jump, and he can bring a hard punch if you're not ready. Kirby, Kirby's a skilled guy, so don't even knock him. You know, I keep that comment to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, how do we get from high school and junior A hockey to uh, as soon as you to Super Smash Bros? As soon as I said Jedi, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's my fault. I think you spun this off the rails. Oh, as I usually do. But uh, get us back on the rails here, Hoppy. Back on the rails, Sammy. I like you're gonna just roll your eyes and you can come back and rebuttal with how they're overrated. But Sammy, talk about Rozo being like such a small town section eight or not a big deal. Um, and like a team that opts to go up to double A, like it's just crazy that they go up by choice as a small school and still, like you said, what was it, 07 that they won the whole thing? Yeah, they won in 07. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's a small program. It's 2,800 in our town. It's about 100 per class. Uh, it's produced many NHLers, many Olympians. Uh, one of the biggest things of our town is we have a rink called the North Rink. That rink's open 24-7. You could go skate at 2 no way for free. That's um, sick. So, so it's pretty much free ice time all you can get. You know, So open hockey is a huge thing. Kids are out there every night for a couple hours skating around. Um, obviously like any small town, the talent comes and goes. So without a question, you know, we'll have a few bad years and then we'll be back, uh, this year, they're supposed to be actually really good. Um, obviously with how weird, uh, times are right now, hopefully there's a season and hopefully there's some form of state tournament, but, uh, I don't know. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty small town, but it's a special town. Just how much pride, you know, the community takes in the green and white stuff like that. But, uh, it's definitely, without a question, it gets tougher each year to compete with the Dinas, the Wyzettas, that type of stuff when they have a 1,000-plus kids per class. So, uh, you know, they're double-A just because that's what they've been. And, uh, I don't know, keep grinding. They usually face the spuds in the finals. Man, that that's awesome. I love hearing, you know, small town, you know, being, you know, a Canadian who actually grew up in, you know, northern British Columbia – not where the Jedis are. Um, I, I know the passion of small town markets, you know, just outside of Prince George, you know, there's towns of like two, 3000 people as well who don't necessarily have a hockey team, but they'll have their, their rink and their, their peewee team. And the town will come out even just to watch kids play because that's how much they love the sport. And then, you know, after practice and stuff, they reward the kids, drive them to Prince George to see a WHL game and meet some of the, like, you know, those kids and stuff. And me growing up in a smaller town too. I mean, Shit, we'd have we'd have like BCHL guys come and play like ball hockey with us in elementary school, and they were our idols, man. Like looking back on it, I thought these guys were NHLers, right? 
Um, it, it's so cool to see that passion come out of uh, where you're from. Because again, I'm not super familiar with Minnesota. I haven't been able to come out, you know, your guys's way yet. I was planning on to around this time actually, but again, with with the the way that the world is right now with the pandemic, it's just it's just not going to happen. I'm stuck here in Canada, but uh, but I can't wait to come and just do the whole to do the whole hockey tour of the state of hockey and uh, and really like you know gauge these markets where these passionate fans that you talk about uh, are living. Yeah, like now you're turning to bring Sammy down to earth. <laughs> I don't know if I can. Um, I I give Rosso a hard time on our pot here and there, um, just because that's what it's like, you know, when you're section eight, that's your rival. Um, but no, I, I've said it too before. Like they uh, they do. It's it's incredible what they've done. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I. I'm, I'm a little jealous inside because, like Sam said, 2,800 people, they're there. I mean, not anymore, right? Just because, like you said, you can't compete with the big numbers that, you know, teams down in the cities have. And even more, you know, who is in Section 8, they're constantly good every year because they have a team, you know, they have a city like Fargo right next door. And um, so they're, they're constantly getting players to move in and, and the one thing I will say about those teams like Moorhead, Rosal, they get all their guys to move back because the structure to be a great hockey player is there. Um, for my town, you know, it, it's we're, we're so hit or miss, right? We'll get a few good, you know, classes in a row and we'll put together a team that can compete in the state tournament. And then it just goes dead for a few years. And with a ton of 25,000 roughly, like, it's hard to explain why that happens. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think a big thing, you know, that, that has to do with it is just the structure that is in place, right? Like a kid growing up in Roseau knows how to be a division one hockey player because there's been so many examples before him that, that no, um, excuse me, that not only, you know, pave the way but they also move back to Rozo. They coach in Rozo and you just get that bloodline almost that just continues to grow and, and foster good players out of there. And um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a little frustrating at times seeing a town from tw- with 28 people, you know, kick the shit out of my town with 25, but uh, never <laughs> happened to me really. So suck it, Sam. <laughs> Sam, I'm loving the merch, by the way. Did you already give a shout out to the that that sick hat you got there? Uh, this is a sick hat. We actually just did a giveaway on Twitter, so uh, if anybody's watching, go retweet it, follow us. If you don't want to, I don't care. So uh, <laughs> they're going to be giving away. It's a great hat. <laughs> I love it. What no, a what a, what a promotion. <laughs> well, hey, we keep it real on the pond. I know is that like hey. There's people dumb enough that want to listen to us. Awesome. If not, we don't care. We still Amen. Time. I'm one of the dumb ones and I fucking love it. You guys are unbelievably entertaining. And then, like I said, from a, from a small town hockey boy myself, like I just empathize with everything you guys talk about, even though I'm the Canadian and not even close to your state. Um, I, I still love what you guys bring. And that's, uh, you know, pro- props to, to Hoppy for bringing you guys on tonight. Cause it's, uh, it's been fun. For for me, you know, and I've only been here for a few minutes. I'm um, I'm sure you guys have uh, had a blast leading up to this as well. Yeah, uh, we've had a good time. It took about half the time to get Ike's on here, but I told uh told you, boy, Hoppy's never a huge technical guy, but when you get him on, he's half entertaining. Hey, 
from well, what I saw, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I got to defend myself again. I got to defend myself. Sorry to cut you off. Sam sends me the StreamYard.com link. The okay. right link. No, no. So I click it, and it takes me to the website, right? And it's like, enter my email. Wants me to log <laughs> in and some shit. So I just... So I made an account, which I probably didn't have to, right? Like I probably no. didn't have to. So now no, I'm going to be getting emailed junk mail from StreamYard.com, blowing up my emails. So thanks for that, Sam. Appreciate hey, it. Hoppy, here's all I know is I sent him the exact link he sent me. And then when he said it didn't work, guess what I did? I copied that same link, sent it to him. <laughs> like, oh, it worked. Oh, man. man so Sam sent to right after that. Know. He's like, Hey, Ike said it's working now, so he'll be on in like 10 seconds. And then like five minutes later, oh, hey, Ike. <laughs> yeah, it was It's okay. I, I, told, I told Hoppy. I told Hoppy 20 minutes before I was going to come on. I'm like, oh, my meeting's almost done. I'll be on. And then my computer decided to uh, <laughs> to crash. And so it took me a little bit longer to get up here anyways. But uh, hey, here we are. Episode uh, 94 of the Soda Pod. And I want to say thanks to everyone who's actually stuck it out through 94 episodes. Though I'm pretty sure most of you have just joined me when Hoppy came on because well, let's be honest, that's when the show got good. Um, but I want to thank uh, everyone who supported us this year uh, and uh, this first season of the Soda Pod here on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're going to keep going right into season two. We're going to keep producing two episodes a week, two streams a week. And then uh, season two on the network is going to officially start December 1st. But uh, we got a lot of uh, fun stuff cooking for, for November. We got some uh, some more great guests uh, like the boys here from uh, from On the Pond. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really exciting stuff. So props to Hoppy for uh, not only making sure that this episode still came out this evening, uh, but brought on uh, you guys and uh, been uh, producing some fun stuff here. So uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, uh, thanks for having us. Nobody usually wants us come on their show. So called up bikes and said, these two crazy guys actually want to talk to us if you're available and said, sure, why not? So thanks for having us, I guess. Ike, thoughts? Yeah, I was kind of like, fuck, you got nothing better to do, right? Like, uh, nothing on TV unless you care about the World Series. But, you know, I only watch the Twins. So, no, I am uh, happy to be here. Thanks, fellas. Hey, guys, so, anytime. <laughs> anytime you want to come talk hockey, talk pretty much anything, because uh, I love the tangents uh, that we go on. Probably... Like you, you said, like, your other option is watching TV. Like, if you go to TV, you're going to get Jedis. You come here, you get Jedis. Like, the fuck's the difference? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, but again, guys, you've given us more of your time. We're going to let you go. Um, you know, the keys to the castle are yours. Anytime you want to hop on the soda pod, drink some beers, have a good time with us, and talk some hockey and other shit, you're more than, you're more than welcome to do so. All right. Peace. Thanks for having us. Hey, no problem, guys. Um, again, the boys from the On The Pod podcast. Hoppy, how's it going, man? <laughs> Thanks for uh, driving the bus here early on on episode uh, 94 of the Soda Pod. Yeah, buddy, we had some technical difficulties oh, in and boy. out. So we uh, we did our best to right the ship, but shit got off the rails. And then you joined us and uh, it got further off the rails. So <laughs> we, we've had a good time. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, producer Pigeon's actually not even in-house today either because... Uh, 
you know, a lot of things have been going on behind the scenes. We had some meetings and stuff to get to. Um, so we didn't even have a chance to really like watch even the beginning, but uh, we were joking and saying, well, there's nothing better for Hoppy, you know, who's, you know, learning more on the production side to be just thrown right into the fucking fire with some Callwood ass guests who, uh, who I'm guessing were on their phones uh, joining StreamYard. I mean, what better way to, uh, to get acclimated in the producer's chair, eh? Hey, it, it worked. Nothing's broken. We're Nothing's okay. broken, and from what I've heard, it's been a damn entertaining podcast. And we're gonna we're gonna keep that. We're gonna, <laughs> the comments are, are still coming in here. Um, I haven't looked at them recently, so I'll get a I'll get a couple more up here. Derek Felks has been uh, been commenting, and he's a big fan of the show, and he's been on uh, actually as a guest before as well. He said hockey players interviewing hockey players. Great talk, always on the pond. Everyone should check it out. Uh, Jackson Jerome, tell Ike's not to take any any more breaks from the pod. <laughs> <laughs> well he's uh he's uh we can't tell him now that we let him go but i'm sure he's tuning in and he saw that um what else we go oh <laughs> end up his golf score i love it i love it so there, there's a shot at you ike and uh um again those boys are hilarious um what else do we got on tap here hoppy in the next segment well on tap i actually have the uh nut goody porter from tin whiskers oh I'll very nice for you to join i actually uh I mean, you'll you'll hear it when you listen back. But with those boys, I I busted out a bush latte because you weren't here to give me shit. So, hey, well, you know what? This is the equivalent of a bush latte right now, which is uh, the Pacific Pilsner. Uh, though I love it. A lot of people in Vancouver Island say it's piss and they'd rather drink Lucky. I don't know. I think it's pretty good. Like, yeah, it's a it's a lot. Lo- it's you know, it, it's a Pilsner. It's not even a lager. It's a Pilsner. It's nothing special. Five percent. I don't know. I'm. Maybe I'm biased because when I bought a, a 12 pack once, uh, I got a hat that like, you know, when you get those hats and they're just perfect and you're like, oh, this is just like, this, this oh, fits yeah. my head perfectly. And there's, you know, and it's you wear it very rare, but yes, I know. What yeah. And you wear it for like two fucking years until it's just so dirty. You just, it's not even presentable anymore. Well, I got that hat from a Pacific Pilsner fan. And I swear my, I swear that was half the reason my ex even dated me. Cause she just loved that. I wore that hat. So. So there you go. There you go. Um, before we keep the show moving on and talk some uh, specific NHL and Minnesota Wild talk, we're just going to throw a quick promo to our friends. We're talking all things Minnesota Wild and NHL on the other side. Again, thanks to Hoppy for, for driving the bus while I was late. Thanks to the boys at On The Pond Podcast. And thanks to all of you joining us live, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And as always, those tuning back in on this uh on the podcast uh a ton more hockey talk on the other side thanks for joining oh hi there pleased to meet you my name is tom franklin one half of the blue notes podcast and the hockey podcast network we've got that 2019 stanley cup power too sweet to be sour we're also your home for the best blues analysis. Yes, it's it's a it's a Bruin, but he, he's he's gonna help the power play. And and that's what people need to understand. And you know, they're gonna look at it and say, oh well, Justin Falk was supposed to help the power play as well. Tory Krug is legitimately going to help the power play. It felt like Newport was ready to go into his offseason and use Petrangelo as an example and say, okay, we're gonna play chicken here with with uh, with the COVID cap here. Someone 
is going to give Petrangelo his money. We also have great guests from here at home. St. Louis Post-Dispatch, St. Louis Blues beat writer Jim Thomas, the organist for the St. Louis Blues, Jeremy Boyer, and around the world. Yo, Blues fans, it's Gerard, the Dutch Blues fan, all the way from the Netherlands. And no other podcast can say they have a Hawaiian hockey correspondent, but we do. Aloha! I'm Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan, and this is my Aloha Commentary. Plus, a little self-deprecating humor thrown in there. One of our new Blue Note Selkie-level COVID mask, if I can turn it the right way there so I can properly sell it. I am, I, you know what, I am failing my prices right model audition right here. This is, this is terrible. He has opted for the uh, neck gator uh, version of this, and I'm still failing my prices right audition. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> voted the best podcast by our peers in the Hockey Podcast Network. Follow Tom and Wags on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod, and be sure to subscribe to Blue Notes wherever you get your podcasts from. This is Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump and always play to the whistle. Episode 94 of the Soda Pod. Now, again, the, the boys of the Blue Notes podcast, they do a bang-up job there. Tom even highlighted in his own promo, voted the best podcast by the peers at the Hockey Podcast Network. So if that's not incentive to go listen to them, I don't know what is. Now, he said that there's something funny there, and I'll, I'll use that as a segue to get into some NHL talk because it was uh, it's a story involving a former NHL player who he had a cup of coffee, but he's a, he's a well-known NHL name. Um, so he said, don't be a chump and always play to the whistle. That That's kind of his uh, sign-out slogan. Now, I know the inside story with the chump thing. Now, um, <laughs> early on in the days of the Hockey Podcast Network, we had uh, we'd recently signed, at that time, we'd recently acquired uh, Terry Ryan to the network, and uh, we, we produced his show uh, here on the network, Tales with TR, a hockey podcast. Uh, go check that out if you haven't already. And I, I forget the context of it, but Terry misread a comment that Tom under the blue notes account uh, uh tweeted there and terry just went off like went off calling him a chump with only 200 followers who are you to tell me this and this and that right. and you know terry being terry kind of misread the compliment maybe it was a little verbose i'm not taking a shot at you tom i don't remember exactly what it was but i remember terry just saying you chump you chump with 200 followers who are you now, Blue Notes has grown from 200 followers since, but uh, it's funny how Tom, ever since then, has kind of incorporated that <laughs> into his uh, into his podcast and slogan. And, uh, oh, man, Terry's, uh, Terry's fun stuff to interact with. And, oh, Derek Felksa, love this show. I will have to buy that nut good beer for my dad. He damn near worships that candy bar. Man, that looks good. And you know what? Um, you know what, boys? I actually... I actually saw that come up on my Instagram feed the other day. Um, I've been following them now, and I, obviously I follow them from the the Soda Pod account at the Soda Pod. Um, and I was, you know, I, I saw that can the other day, Hoppy, and I was very intrigued. I was very intrigued. Oh man, they've got a beer for damn near every Pearson's candy, so it's it's wonderful. And I mean, I'll admit, like it's it's definitely a little sweeter than I prefer, but the flavor is just wonderful. So amazing, 
Um, let's get into some NHL, Minnesota Wild, but mostly NHL talk here. And let's let's talk with uh with someone who's retiring from the hockey world in Doc Emmerich. Now, up here in Canada, obviously, you know, we respect, we we know the work of Doc Emmerich, how he's in all the NHL games, or at least the recent ones, anyways. Um, but but you know, he's not, especially out here on the West Coast, we have kind of our main ones through the sports center, through TSN, through our local radios, who we kind of revere as you know our canadian um you know our canadian uh almost almost like godlike you know play-by-play guys it was doc emmerich that for the united states because i'm kind of getting that vibe with all with the amount of praise coming his way post-retirement he's just the guy that's unanimously like no one has a bad thing to say about doc whereas like you go to any other play-by-play guy like you're going to find 50 people that love him and 50 people that hate him. You know, like everyone loved doc. It was kind of cool too, seeing all the players that would like post their highlights of like the best doc Emmerich calls that were made for them. Like crystal tang posted one and it was like three of his biggest goals that he's ever scored. And they were all done by doc Emmerich. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. No, that, that is cool. Um, do you have any like specific call that, that resonates for you? Because again, like, I don't know, like in Canada, it's by region where the, where the play-by-plays are, even within the same company, like for sports that, sure. for example, who have the rights, you know, the, the Ontario area will have their like run of play-by-play and then the, the West coast will have, you know, their runs, you know, even Canadian markets have their own, like for Vancouver, we have Jim Houston, for example, or we did have Jim Houston, uh, anyways. And now we have John Shorthouse. Um, but where, where did he lie or did he just kind of do a general, did he bounce around general like NBC broadcasts or, or whatnot? Yeah, it was, it was mostly NBC broadcast. Um, I know he bounced around a little bit, but I don't know that well what he did. And, you know, to your point, like finding a most memorable thing, like honestly, all I can remember is the things that Latang posted right now, because that's yeah. like stuck in my brain after seeing it but he's just there for all of the big moments. He's always there in the playoffs for the Stanley cup final. Um, and you're always happy that he's there too. So it's going to be weird not having him there. Uh, you know, hopefully they worked out some kind of deal to keep him in the video game at least, but uh, hey, he's earned it. Good for him. Enjoy retirement. And, uh, and hopefully uh, joining the hockey podcast network. But anyways, uh, Blackhawks issue a note to the fans pretty much copying what the New York Rangers did a few years ago, saying that a rebuild is upon them. Uh, I'm not surprised giving the, uh, well, the state of the team, but holy shit, man, was, uh, was captain, uh, was captain serious himself. Jonathan Taves, uh, irked about this. He wasn't happy. And this guy, you know, very reserved individual. Um, even, you know, in this crazy Canadian, uh, market where we like to highlight all the Canadian boys even playing down South or, or in Canada, um, J- Jonathan Taves doesn't get a lot of run because he doesn't say a lot. He kind of just performs. The fact that he came out and said that this was really disappointing that you know management hadn't even uh, approached him or, or Patrick Kane, you know the the pillars on this team to give them any sort of plan. Um, it's surprising. Now, from my point of view, managers manage, players play. Sure, the superstars. There needs to be some sort of uh, synchronicity. But I can I can empathize with Taves here just based on what he's done for that franchise. And it's not even about that, man. It's like timing is everything. You don't make these big moves. You don't let Crawford walk. You don't trade sod for, let's be real, like nothing, nothing in return. And then, after after and trading then, Panarin right for him. 
Right. And then have Taves come out and be like, I didn't know we were doing a fucking rebuild. And then the team a couple days later, hey, guys, by the way, we wanted to let you know first that we are doing a rebuild. Like, yeah, it's like Taves kind of told us. You're right. Like, no shit. But that, again, I don't blame them for doing it. Like, they're in a shit spot right now with their contracts. But, like, you don't have to get permission. You don't have to consult with them. It's like, hey, guys, this is what we're doing. Like, get on board or don't, whatever. It's better than finding out, like, on Twitter, like, oh, Crawford said, oh, sod traded, fuck. Like, you got to wonder if one or both could potentially be traded. Well, By let me tell choice, you. T- to- TSN 1040 Vancouver is all up on this uh, uh, today. Just kind of talking about every angle. I mean, they're trying to send Louis Erickson over to, to Chicago for something now as well, because, you know, that's the Vancouver way. They even said bringing over Duncan Keith as a one for one, but that's a whole other story. Um, Why would they do that? Uh, again, a whole other story. Like, but what, it, what, it, what other sweeteners are you adding to that? I think it's just a one for one, to be perfectly honest. There's zero fucking chance. Right? But anyways, um, but what came up in these conversations also was that if you're going to move one of these two players, you're moving Patrick Kane because that's who you're going to get your rebuild return for, right? Let's be honest. You're still going to get a haul for, for Jonathan Taves, but Kane, and, and I didn't always think this, and this is no Canadian versus American bias. I truly thought Taves was the better player in the first few years of his career when they came into the league. I, I was painfully mistaken but you know, Patrick Kane's a generational player on a completely different I'd say arguably pushing to that dare I say it McDavid level the guy's got talent up the fucking yin yang and this is the guy even you know in his early 30s they could move for the sun moon and stars I still don't know if I completely agree that it has okay. to be Kane just from the perspective like I totally get what you're saying well it like, could be well, both but I think that's the choice get the bigger return I think that the perception around Taves, again, oh, top 100 player in NHL history. Oh, this oh. is the guy that led the Blackhawks to three Stanley Cups. But it's oh, not a great two-way center, Mr. Captain Sirius. Like, there are teams that will want that to bring into their locker room to be a leader to push them through to a Stanley Cup. I mean, you put him as a second-line center, he's probably in a good situation there. And let's be real, Blackhawks, if you're a fan – Who's going to put your ass in the seat more, Kane or Taves? I mean, it's Patrick Kane, isn't it? Right. That's why you keep him to sell tickets. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, fair, fair, fair enough. We, we could get into a heated debate here, I, I guess. But I want to get to Derek's comment here. He said, Chicago sent Lumberg from Office Space. <laughs> Did you get the memo to Taves and Patrick Kane? I love it. Um, that That's awesome. And you know what's funny, uh, Derek, actually, uh, since you're tuning in here? Um, that, you know, did you get the memo clip is, was used on TSN 1040 for a whole segment about memos. And that's where actually I heard this story. So, so there you go. Full circle. How do you like that? Um, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. Like I'm playing armchair GM right now. I, I understand your, uh, your point of view that, yeah, the center is always a, a center with Taves's pedigree and just the type of player that he is the serious player who gets it done, the, the two-way talents and whatnot, the ability to score goals. Cause we've, we've seen it in, in, you know, every, every now and then in, in years where he, where he puts them up. I still think that Chicago, if they're being strategic about this, getting butts in seats, if you're doing a rebuild, that's not, that that's, that's not the priority. It's to build this team quickly to get more butts in seats, because let's be honest, this next season hoppy, there may not be butts in seats anyways. So why not right. revamp your fucking assets and, and move Patrick Kano? 
I'd, I'd, I'd think the team is probably, I mean, they don't want to, but if they're really serious about a rebuild, they, they move both of them. But let's, I don't right. think that's going to happen. And I guess to be more clear, and we can move on from this if you want, but from my perspective, it's more, I think they can get a similar return for both. So okay. why not keep the guy who puts asses in seats? If you do get exponentially more for Kane, I agree with you. That's the smarter move, yep. but we've also seen from the Blackhawks that it's not always the smarter move that they make. <laughs> so who's to say, but yeah, if, if it's remotely similar, I say you got to move Taves, but yeah, if you're getting way more assets, if you're getting a better return, send Kane, have fun, Shit, send him to Buffalo, send him home. Let's just see them have the best <laughs> first line in hockey and have nothing else behind it. Man, how amazing would that be? How how much would uh just would would Joey have a heart attack? Which by the way, no judge Joey today on the soda pod. Uh, we're pushing it to next Wednesday because we're uh, late posting this week's. Buddy, the things that I've seen from Joey with the Buffalo Sabers when we were in college, they were in the playoffs. Uh, granted, it was only for one round, but <laughs> in that amount of time, the amount of things in our living space that were destroyed. I- <laughs> He gets, he gets very emotionally tied to things that do and don't happen with the Buffalo Sabres. It's just been easy for him recently. He's almost like cheering for the fire sale for them to sell yeah. it off. And it'd be interesting to see him get excited again. I just don't want to be with him watching a playoff game. Hey, a destructive fan whose team came into the league in 79. Sounds like a Canucks fan right there, Joey. We can <laughs> I we can we can get on the same page there, although I didn't burn my city to the ground. I just want to clear my name right there. Uh Hoppy, what else do we got on tap in, in regards to NHL and 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 uh wild news? Uh, really interesting one here, man. Uh Gary Roberts is gonna work with Seattle as a sports science and performance consultant. I saw that. Phenomenal, phenomenal move. Holy shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was already very much on the, the Ronnie Francis train. Like, you look at Carolina. He built that fucking team to be what it is. And yep. it got inherited by a new GM. Why he was ever fired made zero fucking sense. But him taking over that team, he's already brought in great people. You look at how they built their analytics department. Now they got Gary Roberts coming in. For, Unreal. Like, again, any kind of fitness perspective and it did say on nhl.com at least it it's expected that he is going to still work with his clients in the off season so we're talking mcdavid stamkos these are the kind of guys that he's working with to have him wrapped up for your team during the season bravo phenomenal It's crazy that you know these two expansion teams you know with seattle now seattle hasn't proved it yet but they're putting together a hell of a framework and Vegas kind of did kind of did the same thing. I think on a smaller scale, they're more strategic about building obviously the, their team, but man, in, in the next two to three years here, we could see two legit franchises who are expansion teams in the national hockey league. Now, do I think Seattle is going to be as competitive as Vegas? No. Cause Vegas is, you know what, what they've done, especially with moves is, is outstanding, but Seattle is going to be a damn good team and they're going to be run by various departments, both analytically with Gary Roberts position here and with Ronnie Francis kind of at the helm. I mean, player development too is a big thing that, that Seattle's kind of gone all in on while building their roster behind the scenes. And man, the two, some of the best franchises in the national hockey league, two of them could be expansion teams in the next, you know, four to five years. Yeah. And I think everyone needs to actually like accept the fact that Seattle's probably going to be a lot better than we think. Maybe not in year one like Vegas was, but 
you look at the situation now with a flat cap, yeah, the economic changes, they're going to be able to fleece the fuck out of GMs again, not because GMs aren't ready for it, but because they're willing to overpay to offload contracts. Yeah, Louis Erickson, perfect example. What is Vancouver willing to part with to get them to take that contract? Like you tell me, like what's a realistic thing well, that you would be willing to throw? Put it this way, because he only has three years left. So by <laughs> the time three well, years, I, I know, but by the time Seattle, but by the time Seattle like comes in, <laughs> no, no, I, I totally understand. But by the time Seattle comes in, it'll only be like a year or two left. What what I'm saying is, if it, if if a Louis Erickson contract had like four to five years left on it, man, the Vancouver Canucks are giving around a first round pick and maybe even a prospect. Or a player to get rid of that contract. That that's the price. I mean, shit. We saw what uh we saw the whole Patrick Marlowe situation this this past year, right? Where yeah. the the Toronto Maple Leafs had to give a first round pick to get rid of Patrick Marlowe, who he just signed another National Hockey League contract. This guy's a player now. He's he's old, and I get it. Well, he's also signing league minimum, but no. no but the point but, is, he should, There are way worse contracts out there than a Louis Erickson. Exactly. And teams are going to fucking pay whatever they need to to get them out. Whether it's from a like economic perspective, they just need to shave money because they're not a cap team per se. Yeah. Or if you're trying to compete for a cup and you need to get rid of that cap space to actually bring in good players, Seattle is going to be the team that like starts okay, but in like three to five years, they're gonna be fucking scary because they're gonna accumulate a lot of assets. Don't tell me that, man. From a Vancouver fan, it's just gonna it's gonna be nuts. But you know, Vancouver's on the up and up right now, too. So I, I'm actually pumped as a as a West Coast guy. Yes, they are. Okay. This year's gonna be a lull. This one's a write-off. But once they get those contracts off the books, Pedersen, Hughes, you know, some of their other prospects, they're gonna they're gonna lead the way. You know, don't don't you worry. But what I like is Vancouver, they've only had rivalries in the league based on playoffs. You know, rivalry with the Flames. Yeah, they play them a lot within the division, but it's mostly because of the playoffs. Rivalry with the Blackhawks because of the playoffs. The Vancouver, you know, Minnesota Wild because of the playoffs. Vancouver hasn't had a regional rival ever. And now they have one in Cascadia. And that's what I'm most pumped for. With the same colors and you know, with similar colors and everything, you know, the blue, um, you know, that 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 West Coast blue, Vancouver bringing the blue and green, Seattle bringing those beautiful colors that they did. Um, I don't know. I, I'm so excited for that aspect. Am I excited for uh, well, Seattle to kind of potentially compete with Vancouver right out of the gate? That's gonna suck. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry right out of the gate, but long term, it's uh, <laughs> it can be a problem. <laughs> Yeah, I could. Um, let's let's move right along here. What's next? Yep. So uh, everyone already knew this, obviously, but uh, we haven't really touched on it. Apparently, Joe Thornton thinks he's going to win his Stanley Cup with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, granted, I, I will say if the rumors that we've heard are true with the new realignment for you know, divisions this coming year, Toronto could very easily be the best team in their division. Maybe all it takes is being a high seed going into the playoffs for them to maybe get over that first round hump. And who knows what happens from there? Um, I don't understand it from a lineup perspective. Like they literally have granted. I, I'd probably in a way rather have Thornton, but like he and Jason Spessa are the, you know, Spider-Man meme where they're just like pointing at each other, like old dude who used to be a fucking stud came to Toronto because they want to play in Toronto. And that's, like the extent of it, like, do you well, make is better? Don't get me wrong. Like Spets is a better player right now. Sure. He may not put up the same points as jumbo, but defensively I, I can say from the eye test and analytics that Jason Spets is still the better depth center. 
Joe, you know, he's still he's still a player in the National Hockey League. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I've, I've been talking to uh, you know Dylan Dylan Case, the the producer and host of the Stick Hungry podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, um, and Kyle McLaren too. Actually, he's played with with Joe Thornton, you know, in Boston and in um, San Jose, and it's just. It's just the timing and speed, you know, and it's, it's not necessarily his fault. Maybe if he didn't, you know, if his knees didn't take that much, you know, brutal damage throughout his long and unbelievable career that he could maybe, I don't know, marinate a little bit longer in the league. But that was such a grueling difference in his game from years past. And let's be honest, the San Jose Sharks weren't a fast team anyways, and he looked tremendously slow. So that's just my concern because the Toronto Maple Leafs, even buried, still play a fast game. This ain't Babcock's team anymore. Um, that's my concern. Is he going to be used maybe as a specialist, maybe taking offensive zone faceoffs, maybe playing more of a defensive role in his own zone, maybe just power play? Perhaps. He's in a league minimum contract. They can kind of do whatever the fuck they want with him. Shit, they could even... They could even scratch him some nights, and I'm sure Big Joe wouldn't care because he's there for the cup. If he wanted to keep playing for pride, he probably would have stayed in San Jose. That's kind of my thought on the matter. One thing I will say is I've cheered for this guy my whole fucking life, and um, I don't give a shit if he wins a cup anymore because I'd rather I'd rather Joe not win a cup than him win a cup with the fucking Maple Leafs. So there you go. And I'm Canadian. Well... You being Canadian doesn't really mean shit. Like, hey, some Americans not, think that we just Toronto, that we just love the Maple Leaf in any color. <laughs> I'm telling you though, some some Americans think that we we that we like the Maple Leaf in in any color. No, no, we like the Maple Leaf in red. In blue, it, it makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I don't know what the American equivalent is. The Rangers, maybe. I don't know. No, why the fuck would I cheer for the Rangers? There you go. There you go. Um, so there's a, there's a debate on hockey Twitter hoppy and I find it, I find it pretty funny. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on it. It's not even funny to me. It's just stupid. Like <laughs> the fact that you would take, uh, even with the contract and everything like, and say that William Nylander is vastly overpaid and that the Leafs should have kept Kapanen instead. And they could have signed someone else with it, a, a legitimate blue line or whatever. You're a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> What the hell? Tell you what, uh, Jim Rutherford would gladly rectify that if you guys want to add another blue liner. Um, <laughs> we our way. Oh, wait, we have to unsign CC first. Fuck. <laughs> like, but like, what are you talking about? It's not even comparable. William Nylander is a phenomenal player. Like, yeah, I no, would he gladly is. Gladly take him to the wild. I would, like, everyone like says, no, it's not worth it. We need a center. If you'll do Dumba for Nylander straight up, sign me the fuck up. No, oh, really? No fucking question. I would push no. back on that a bit, but I get where you're coming from. I in no way would hesitate. Okay, okay. I'm not as high as you on Nylander, but I don't. I, I'm not with these people on Twitter who say that that he's overrated. No, he he is a tremendous player. I think he he actually deserves his contract. I think the way that that contract year shaped it was a little fucked up that he held out for so that long. But year was fucked up, man. But like when it's all said and done, when he's like looking to sign his next contract, you're gonna look back and this is gonna be a bargain. Deal. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I, I I think so. Um. And Kapanen has done nothing to prove anything more than he's not at that line. level. Right. It's not. Even he's close. he's a he's a second liner on a very like on a team that needs more In talent. Ottawa. Yeah, and he's a he's a third liner on a team that you know buries the talent in the depth, um, much like the the Toronto Maple Leafs hoped that that he would do, much like the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, are are going to do with him this year. They're but try you know, and play him with Crosby, and it's well, going to be stupid. Um, but look, man, the Vancouver Canucks chose Jake for ten over over William Nylander, so there you go. <laughs> 
We we can do revisionist history and draft to make every team look like a fucking moron. So we can skip that. <sighs> it just it just fucking sucks. This guy's going to arbitration. thinks thinks he's gonna get three to four million dollars. Minnesota, you want Jake for Tannen? He's yours. You want the shotgun Jake? You can have him. <laughs> That's the only reason I would sign off. On <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh man. Um. We got a couple more topics here. Do you want to just choose one uh, to get into, and then we'll we'll move along, pump a couple of our poll questions, and then uh, you know, and end the show off on a, on a good note here. Because uh, you know, if we keep going here, Hoppy, I'm going to keep crushing beers, and uh, I'm not going to be able to get home. First off, you should absolutely do that. Second off, um, I'm going to pick this one just because <laughs> you completely butchered the spelling of it. But Puyarvi is back to Edmonton, and it's going to be interesting, man. Like, I don't know, is he okay now that? moron Chirelli's gone and he can move past it and bygones be bygones is he pissed off and he's just signing because he needs to get back in the league do they have plans to sign him like if he comes back and he's willing to put the work in and he can transition well that's a great piece to add alongside mcdavid holy man shit. 24 goals and 53 points and 56 league games for carpat last year this guy's the real deal he's if I'm pretty sure he was like second or third in, in league scoring in Liga. Uh, I could be mistaken because I know he was up there. I'm pretty sure there was a player who was over point per game, but he's right up there. Um, no, this guy, I always was high on, was high on him. And I, you know, I'm no stranger. I'm no, I'm not unique to say that the Edmonton Oilers kind of fucked up his development, you know, not really having a plan for him, him bouncing up and down. I, I don't want to say that it, it's over by any means because look at the guy. He's putting up points in pro. Um, I don't know if his future is with the Oilers, though. Um, maybe he comes back, you know, kind of puts a smile on his face, does the work, puts up some points, and facilitates a trade and then becomes a star in the league. I, I don't know. But I would I, I would put my money on that happening versus him butting with the Oilers into his true potential anyways. I don't think he's going to – I don't think we're going to see the best of Pooley RV in an Edmonton jersey. So I, I guess I have two comments to spin off of that first piece. Like everything you just said makes total sense to me. The one reason that there's some room for optimism first, I, I don't agree that they necessarily fucked up his development. He had a fucking ego. He That's needed true. to come in and play NHL minutes and they didn't let him cause he wasn't ready, which is probably the case. And he got all pouty because he was in the AHL Whereas now he's coming in, you've got very seasoned veteran leadership, not on the team, but you look at the coach yeah. that they've added since that time. You look at oh, the yeah. team they have. Tippett's not going to have, different. not going to take any of his shit. <laughs> not going to fuck around. You got a GM there now that is not going to take his bullshit. Like he is very much going to fall into place and he's going to see that he's got a chance to come in and either play with McDavid or Dreisaitl if he fucking gets in line. Whether it means he builds a long career with Edmonton or he uses that as a jumping block, very Taylor Hall-esque, to find a new mm. opportunity after, he's very, very motivated to figure his shit out right now. Whether it happens or not, who knows? But yeah, yeah. he's put in that position. But I think the biggest takeaway from this, again, he's shown a lot of potential, Isha, but I think we can look back and absolutely commend Yarmo Kekalainen. Oh, yeah. People fucking shredded him for passing on Puyi and taking Pierre-Luc Dubois. That guy's a fucking stud. Such a stud. Dubois is, I, I don't care what happens moving forward. He will be the one that we look back and say, yes, he is definitely a better player yeah. than Puyi 
not no. I I'll agree with that 100%, you know. Anything to pump uh, my fellow Canadians and Pierre-Luc Dubois. But uh no, such a such a fun player to watch too and he's not flashy, right? Like he plays that hard nose, you know, two-way center Jonathan Taves style hockey. I love it. <laughs> it's very very Columbus. Very Columbus and that's why Torts fucking loves him. Yeah. I love seeing him and Torts to get on uh you know get get a few dust-ups there though on the bench. Though the fisticuffs don't fly. I remember there was one incident this season where they just had like a yelling match and Dubois didn't get minutes for like <laughs> half the period until he like went out there and then you know <laughs> finally like I, I think he maybe put up a couple points and then uh torch is like all right get back out there whatever <laughs> you gotta look. um before we close out the segment we got another uh comment here from Derek. he was commenting on the the dumba nylander situation he says uh dumba for william nylander nah pass i don't really think he'd be good with the wild kapanen is meh w- what does that really mean though when a player is not good with the wild because the wild they need some fucking scoring and this guy can score score goals yeah, I and again, I I get where people are coming from. If they don't want that to be the move because they want to hold out for a number one center, if they still think that's possible, I just don't know that there's many teams now. Like you're going to have to play the waiting game, whether that's trade deadline, whether that's after the season, to make a move for a true number one center. But you look at the rebuild, how it's going. William Nylander, young guy who will be a first line winger whether that's Rossi that's going to be the center in a couple of years, whether that's whoever's drafted next year, whether that's a trade player, like it doesn't matter. He is a guy that would be cemented on the first line. I think that he will be a better player than Fiala and Kaprizov. I actually think that highly of Nylander. So that's where maybe I'm going to be the one that's wrong when we turn back on this. But like you look at him, he is a sure thing. We have no fucking clue what Kaprizov will look like. He could be the next Artemi Panarin. Yeah. He could come in and fizzle out instantly because there's way too much pressure because of what everyone expects from him. But Hobby's kind of fucked. He he could be that. Like, yeah, he could be just Panarin or he could be fucking Shipashev, you know? Right. <laughs> exactly. And then Fiala looked incredible in the playoffs, looked great to end last season. That's still flash in the pan. You don't know what yeah. he's going to be. I am very optimistic about him. I was one of few that was thrilled when we traded Grandland for him, but you still don't know. William Nylander has a track record. You've seen what he can do, and he's a younger player that's still got that veteran experience because he came in when he was 18. Yeah. Like he is the perfect guy to inject into this lineup if you're looking for offense. And again, it's a long term play. You're looking to keep Nylander long term. I, Again, I'm not saying that that needs to be the move, but if that happened, I would stand up and applaud Billy Garen because I think it's a good move. Now, if there's that one C out there, by all means, I'll step back. Okay, there you go. And you know, there's not there's not many people who like who I kind of trust, even if our even our perspectives don't align. Actually, one of them is uh, is you know uh, my buddy Dylan Kayser from the Stick Hungry podcast, and and another one is you, Hoppy. So uh, though though I don't agree to the extent that, that you know that that you do, um, I'm willing to listen. Now I'm actually going to keep a, a a more of a close eye on William Nylander this year to to see uh, to just kind of see where where you get all your excitement from. Because again, yeah. nothing against the player. I think he's he's a damn good player in the National Hockey League. But uh, but I'm like Derek. I'm a little reserved on the Matt Dumba straight up trade. I, I still think you know that defenders uh, brings a little bit more. But uh, shit, man, we're we're almost an hour and a half into the podcast. We'll we'll end it real soon here. We'll 
tell you what, we'll, we'll wrap up the show with our poll questions here on the other side. We'll quick, play a quick promo. Um, we have some great poll questions this week, and we'll give a rundown. I think there's still another day to vote on the Judge Joey uh, segment we have here. Um, but regardless, uh, Hoppy and I will run that down on the other side in the final segment of episode 94 of the Soda Pod. <laughs> Wait, quickly to Derek's coming in hot here. So quickly to address these things from our last segment. Uh, he says, I don't think teams are going to give us a number one center for Dumba. I don't see that kind of ceiling for him. Kaprizov is an unknown. I think he's better than Shipashev, though. No, no, 100%. Yeah, Derek, I'm just saying, that's that's like that, that's, that's the range. range. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also says, we've seen what he can do with a ton of talent around him. But what if he's more of the go-to player? Is he going to carry a team? I'm not so sure. Well, hang on now. Like, everyone's all excited about the talent that we're accumulating here in Minnesota. Are we saying that, like, yeah, he's not Matthews, but we've got Rossi, Fiala, Kaprizov that everyone's excited about. You put him with one of those players, it's not like he's carrying the ship by himself. But, I again, I totally get these arguments. I could very much come out on the wrong side of this. But William Nylander is a guy that I personally – hold in a lot higher regard than most people do um folks before we get into our you know final rundown of our poll questions don't forget to follow myself on twitter at vs sports talk of course the show at the soda pod uh if you're new to the show episode 94 go back and listen to uh don't go back to listen from episode one go back to you know 20 episodes back where hoppy joined because like i said in the beginning that's where uh that's where this show really took off and the best thing you can do today is upon listening to that show the shows, the recent and the most recent ones in the past ones. Rate review uh, the Soda Pod and check out the Hockey Podcast Network and rate review the shows you like there as well. Even if the review is ridiculous, give us those five stars. It helps us stay on top of the sports charts. Um, obscure movie quotes. Give us some of those. We want to hear those on uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And reminder, every week at the Soda Pod on Twitter has a Pucks poll question and a beer poll question. So I'll hand it off to you, Hoppy. What do we got for our folks this week? Yeah, so beer poll question, which really is more of a whiskey poll because of the outcome of last week's poll, what you're going to drink when you're not having beer. Whiskey dominated. Um, we're almost to the point where I'm, I'm happy with this poll. We haven't quite gotten to 50% bourbon, but uh, what is your go-to whiskey? And certainly we'd love to hear what everyone likes, whether it's a whiskey brand or a specific cocktail you prefer. Me personally, I'm absolutely old fashioned. If I'm going to go with, you know, the, the barrel proof type whiskeys that are like hundred proof or more. Otherwise I'm usually just on the rocks. Love makers, Mark and love really. anything. Like oh, I know you do. Trace <laughs> um, but uh, right now, again, bourbon is just over 42%. Irish surprisingly coming in at 30%. I didn't think they'd get that much love. Shout out 20 and Japanese love it. Getting a little bit of love there with 7%. That's uh, thrown in there. Cause it's, you know, Ish and I have talked about it, you know, off the pod. That's like our side piece. As far as whiskey is concerned, like I think it's very underrated. I think there's very good whiskeys there. And to be honest, like it's a bummer cause it's expensive, but you know, it's the easiest gateway whiskey for people because it's very oh, yeah. mellow. Like it's not aggressive. Um, Nika coffee grain. If anyone sees it out there, I think it's like 50 bucks for a bottle. It's expensive, but that's a good entry to whiskey. Um, Derek but, Felks says his wife just asked him to share that her favorite whiskey is 
Jack Daniels apple. She loves it. Hey, props to the Jack Daniels. I'm not the the, the flavored Jack Daniels kind of guy, but uh, but I but I can go all in on the on the Jack Daniels. You know the the Tennessee special. You know Jack Daniels. I'll tell you this, and it's hockey related. Quick, and I know we're we're over time here, but but I'll be quick. Um, the reason that the Nashville uh, Predators fan base throw catfish on the ice is because the ownership and promotional team uh, in the beginning stage of this of this franchise were trying to find ways that they could draw people in, you know, in the early 2000s. And over a, a business meeting, they had a, a bottle of Jack Daniels going. And within that meeting, you know, they were getting discouraged of trying to find ways, getting more and more drunk you know, thinking of ways that we maybe we can promote this and know this isn't going to work and getting discouraged. Maybe we'll just throw bottles of Jack on the ice. No, that will get us arrested. And the one guy looks out the window and he sighs. And he looks into the river and he, and he sees a catfish and it hits him. He's like, I'm bringing a fucking catfish to the game and I'm going to throw that thing on the ice. And that's what a member of the promotional team did to get it all started. And it was, uh, and it was you know, fueled by the Jack Daniels. So there you go, Derek. There's a little, there's a little story for you. Well, another little snippet for Derek, too. Everyone knows about the peanut butter whiskey from Screwball. Obviously a great little, you know, dessert, something sweet. Um, I would recommend, like, a personal favorite of mine if I go down the the sweet rabbit hole. It's Red Stag. It is uh, Jim Beam with black cherry. Oh, my God, is it delicious. And you can get a handle for, like, 19 bucks. So So 40 (laughs) <laughs> yeah, whatever i'm not worried about the canadians they, they, they know they, that i'm whiskey, worried about the canadians they know that the whiskey is going to be expensive regardless isha so that's how it is um but uh everybody 70 votes right now for the quote-unquote beer poll we've hit a hundred with pucks polls before we've never gotten there with our beer poll so thanks to everybody who chimed in let's get there 70 we can get 30 more share oh, yeah. it comment do whatever you can we appreciate it yeah, thank thanks to thanks to everybody who participates on our on our poll questions. This week has been a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, uh, earlier or last uh, what was it Sunday on the Monday podcast on the Sunday live stream, um, we had Taylor uh, Cope on and he talked a lot about uh, whiskey's a, a whiskey blogger and it, he was too humble. He's a fucking expert in my mind. So that was a great conversation too. And that's why I was grilling Hoppy a little bit, saying I know he likes makers because for thirty minutes of that interview, all you talked about was makers. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, but no, it's great. And on the soda pod here, you know, we, we talk beer, we talk whiskey, we talk spirits, the whole nine yards. And of course, uh, a little, a little hockey sprinkled into that as well. We have new poll questions every week. So uh, if that's not incentive to uh, follow at, at the soda pod, I don't know what is. And uh, finally, we have a fun interact interactive segment that we, uh, that we do every Wednesday. Uh, this Wednesday, obviously with me being late due to a meeting and, and Hoppy taking the reins on uh, bringing our guests in right away. We didn't feature judge Joey this week. We're going to push it to next week. Um, but, Hoppy, do you want to explain what Judge Joey is for some of our new listeners and where they can find uh, some of the interactive content that we post on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone can go to at the soda pod and every, you know, Thursday ish. Uh, we'll, we'll leave a little bit of room for interpretation there, depending on what kind of day each is having. But I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Once I get Hoppy on the iMovie, it'll be way more consistent. <laughs> but uh, it's. Uh, Every Wednesday, more or less, we're going to have my buddy Joey on for a segment we call Judge Joey, where we're going to have a little debate back and forth. It's really, he's going to come to us with some kind of topic. 
I assume usually hockey related, but if he throws something at us, that's not, I can't wait for the first curveball. Yeah, it's fun. We're just here to argue and have a good time and we can actually be cool after the fact. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it really, we go back and forth. We give our opinions for whichever side we end up having to defend. We don't give a shit which side of the agreement you would pick yourself. We want to know who you think put up the better argument for theirs. So please watch the videos. That's fine. Vote for Isha. I don't care. This week he needs help. It's eight to two right now. So I'm looking good. You know, what's funny is like a hundred fucking people watch the video and we get like 10 votes, but hey, it's a new segment. It's a new segment. (laughs) But, uh, well, maybe it's because they feel bad for you, but Uh, that's probably anyways. It was a bad week for me, folks. I don't care who you guys vote for. Please watch vote give us a reason to keep doing this every week Uh, we're gonna do it regardless we don't give a shit but make us feel better about it (laughs) (laughs) help Uh, yeah help help it pick up you know some steam because it's a lot of fun if if we start getting more votes and get more traction with this maybe we'll have to make a judge joey account people Mm. can throw into the dms topics that they want to hear us debate now you're cooking but we're only getting 10 votes a week we're not going to fuck with that shit get us up to 25 30 50 yeah, we're talking. We'll debate whatever you guys want to throw our way. And what the hell, Hockey Podcast Network? There's like 70 fucking contributors on this network. We're only getting 10 votes on our Judge Joey. What is I'm going to have to post in Slack, dude. I'm going to have to lay the gavel down, Judge Joey style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it's a great segment. Anyway, we appreciate you guys uh, chiming on it because it's fun to bring Joey aboard. And uh, no, he, he, he's he's got a great hockey mind um, in his own right. So, uh, so yeah um that's pretty much it for episode 94 of the soda pod i uh, went a little longer here i want to i want to thank uh, hoppy for uh, driving the bus and and uh, keeping the train on track early on in the show um thanks to the boys uh from from on the pond podcast that was a hell of a lot of fun and thanks to those tuning in on soundcloud spotify and apple podcast folks the best thing you can do for us this week besides donating on patreon uh like i said to give us five stars on itunes and apple podcast go listen through our website the hockey podcast network.com and on your app please download the episode before you listen if you go on patreon patreon.com slash the hockey podcast network uh for one dollar gets you past the the simple paywall and you'll get extra podcast episodes uh blogs that our affiliates are going to start uh writing on a regular basis as the regular season rolls out um and also you'll be rewarded with some well some limited time swag if you move up a tier we're gonna continue to switch up our merchandise for those who move up to the five ten twenty five and fifty dollar tiers and then at the end of the year we'll bring back some of that swag in a limited form for for those of you on a on the hockey podcast network so go check us out on patreon again we really appreciate it all the donations go to our uh go to our affiliates and hosts who do uh this extra work here to help pump the network and as always please go support our friends at the puck support foundation uh they support mental health initiatives they support players who outside of playing hockey maybe after or during their career have uh faced some whatever trials and tribulations life uh, through their way in the puck support foundation does an absolute banger of a job uh, helping those folks out. So go, go check them out, uh, donate and, uh, and see what they're all about. It's great stuff. Um, as always, don't forget to follow myself at VI sports talk. You can follow the show at the soda pod and our network at hockey pod net. Where can they find you, sir? At state of hoppy. And what do we got? We got a we got a good guest coming up uh, in the next uh, in the next uh, episode or two, eh? Do you want to give a little preview yeah. or what? Yeah, no. Uh, next Wednesday, so a week from today, we're going to be bringing on uh, 
a great guest from the wonderful brewery in St. Paul, Barrel Theory. And I can uh, finally crack that last beer from the, the package that Hoppy sent me. Yes, yes. I got confirmation from yesterday. He's still definitely in. Um, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to have to come in swinging here, Isha. We might have to have a couple of options ready for him for future beer names after we went through that top 10 list we created. Oh, yes. We definitely have to get back on that. Um, no, I'm really excited to talk to Barrel Theory. I've heard nothing but good things from, from Hoppy, and this beer's just been waiting in this mini fridge here at the THPN headquarters. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to shotgun that one. I'll show some respect for, for those at Barrel Theory and, and you, Hoppy, for sending that my way. Um, well, that's it, folks. Episode 94 of the Soda Pod. Thanks to those tuning in on the live stream. Thanks to those who download the podcast. Signing off, I'm Isha Jeromey alongside the state of Hoppy, and this has been the Soda pod presented by the hockey podcast network you good men good don't fear just drink some beer and stay wild